everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Frame Trap because I am joined by guest Ash Paulson of Woo! Goods Vibes Gaming. Uh, he's been on other Easy Ally shows, and it's crazy that he hasn't been on Frame Trap, but we're here to rectify that. Dude, I am so happy to be here. I'm I'm really happy to be here physically because, as I was saying before, yeah, this is the last time. This is the first time I've been back to your studio since right before the pandemic. Yeah, and everything I've done since then with uh, Easy Allies has been over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just so much better in person. Yeah, yeah it so definitely so much is. Better. Yeah, no, it's it it feels awesome getting somebody that isn't us into the studio. <laughs> yeah, just just to do anything for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Bradley Ellis. Yo. Um, Brad, you and I just talked about Halo yep. on Zoom. We sure ironically did. Ironically enough. Nice. Uh, we're going to talk about more Halo today. But um, before we get into anything, uh, I guess, you know, some of the audience may not be familiar with you. So go ahead and just kind of give me give me the Ash Paulson rundown. Like what what are you what are you doing? What's up with Good Vibes Gaming? What kind of games do you like? Like where what give me the the elevator pitch. Gotcha. Well, uh, Good Vibes Gaming uh, consists of me and two other co-founders, uh, Steve Bowling and Derek Bittner. Mm-hmm. And all three of us are Game Explain expats. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of left to do our own thing, kind of uh, have a little more creative control, uh, build up something that's ours. Yeah. Uh, we just recently celebrated our one-year anniversary, so we're going oh, strong. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's and a big moment. It, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been challenging. It's mm-hmm. certainly, uh, you know, building up your own YouTube channel, and not just your own channel, but we're doing we're working on our Twitch. We run a Discord community. We, run, we have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's, it's a, we're firing on all cylinders, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, none of it would be possible without our fellow uh, Game Explained expat, John Cartwright, who mm-hmm. actually donated his own YouTube channel to us for the founding of oh. Good Vibes Gaming so we could mm-hmm. kind of start with a small head start of, you know, ingrained fans of all of us who were yeah. coming from Game Explain over to what he did, you know, did in his own time and now Good Vibes Gaming with us. So mm-hmm. uh, that was a, you know, so reflective of the way we started, you know, Good Vibes Gaming, one of our best friends donating yeah. his own channel to us to kind of give us a boost. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've we've made good on that for the first year. We just celebrated November 9th, our first year anniversary, more than doubled uh, that initial sub count. That's we're, awesome. We're uh, looking to close. We're closing in on 71,000 subs right now. Nice. So we're. We're steadily growing, and uh, yeah. the whole thing for us about Good Vibes Gaming, and actually this will be familiar to you guys, is um, when I first approached Derek and Steve with the idea, I said, you know, I've had this idea kicking around in my head. What do you think of the name? They loved it, and I said, you know, here's here's what I want to do with it. It's I want to lead with the values of kindness, inclusivity, mm-hmm. anti-bullying, diversity, like, you know. We we need so much more of those things in gaming. Yeah, and uh, that's something I've always admired so much about Easy Allies is how you do a very similar thing. You mm. you, you lead with similar principles, and so those have been our foundational pillars. And I have to say, a year on, we have been able to build the most incredible community of like-minded folks who just are all about positivity and kindness. They don't see us as soulless content machines. They mm. actually care about our mental health. They care about our families. They want us to have good work-life balance, which makes all the difference, right? You know, yeah. you, you want your audience to not only love what you do, but, you know, care about your well-being. And our community does. They're the most amazing people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, a year on where, you know, we're going through the same growing pains I imagine a lot of fledgling channels do. But mm-hmm. we're, we're sticking with it. We're, we're working hard. And uh, we have a three days a week new show called Today's News Tonight that we host on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. as live streams uh, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
you know, talk about the day's gaming news, get a rotating panel of special guests in who uh, we tried to we try to get guests from as many different backgrounds as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not, you know, we understand the uh, the optics of being a channel that talks about diversity, but also being run by three white guys. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, we try very hard to, in everything we do, uplift voices from people who don't look like us. Nice. And who are, you know, oftentimes marginalized in other parts of the community. And we don't want that. We want everyone to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And we want everyone to, to just, you know, Embrace their love of games. That's what yeah. it's about. Games yeah. are for everybody. That's what we're about. And uh, we just want to bring people together. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I don't know about a lot of industries, but I do know about the gaming industry. Having worked in it <laughs> yeah. now for like just a, a decade. Yeah. And boy, it's just such a competitive space. And there's new yep. groups popping up all the time. Um, you know, and it's obviously just a, a highly desirable job to do, talking about games. Right. And uh, so to to build any kind of community, to build any kind of success, I think, is, is super commendable. And also, there is definitely a lot of <laughs> negativity in games. So I think focusing that on the good for sure. uh, is, is always welcome. Yeah. Um, and this show is about talking about games and, and celebrating games. Uh, so why don't you lead us off? We were talking beforehand, uh, and you said that you've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I have. And I was like, oh, that's such a good thing for Ash to talk about because I was playing it, and then I stopped and, and got caught up in other things. And so it's like, oh, let, I, I want to know your opinion on it. Uh-huh. Well, I think uh, I, I've, I'm what I believe to be around halfway through, maybe slightly less than halfway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try to go out of my way not to find out how many chapters there are in a game because I don't want to expect – I don't want to know when the end is coming, right? I see, I have a huge problem with that because oh, I, yeah? I, I love knowing. I love uh-huh. knowing – I don't know why, but I'm like, oh, I, I'm at this chapter. Okay, I have this much to go. I just have that like OCD side of me, uh-huh. and that's fine, <laughs> Yeah, but – I have definitely on more than one occasion spoiled myself uh-huh. as a result and not trying to, you know, but just in being like, how much do I have left? I've definitely seen things that I don't want to see. So, yeah. yeah, just just in the in the interest of just, you know, avoiding as many spoilers as possible. I really try not to, like, find out how yeah. long a game actually is. But it seems to be about halfway and I'm I'm enjoying it. I I. Don't quite see the game of the year uh, mm-hmm. commendations that some people are saying. Mm-hmm. I uh, and I have to say that's unfortunately mostly down to the fact that I've encountered a shocking number of glitches. Okay, uh, what are you playing on? So I'm playing on PS5. Okay, yeah, and uh, and and normally I I can totally overlook you know graphical oddities and glitches. I don't you know yeah. I don't really go hardcore on stuff like that. But I've soft lock a few times. I've fallen oh. out of boundaries. Yeah, I've gotten I've I've gotten uh, stuck on certain environmental objects, clipping through certain objects, but not able to get out of them. Yeah. Um. So there's definitely a level of polish there that I would uh, that I should say a level of polish that's not there that I would typically expect from a game of the year candidate. But it mm-hmm. definitely is a game that I'm thoroughly enjoying. And um, while I find the battle system to be good, not great, what really sells it for me is the characters and the banter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. The crew banter Mm -hmm. between the Guardians is pitch perfect. It's so good. And it's, it's... if if you're coming from uh, being a fan of the MCU like I am, I, I don't mm-hmm. I've never read the original comics, so mm-hmm. my introduction to the Guardians of the Galaxy was through MCU. Yeah. And if you're I feel coming, like that's the case with everybody. I think it's a lot of people. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I was always a nerd. Definitely talked about 
X-Men plenty, Superman, Batman, all uh-huh. that stuff. No one ever talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, at least in right. my neck of the woods. Right. You know? No one did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same for me. <laughs> I, I do happen, one of my best friends does happen to be a giant comics nerd. So nice. for him, this is all like, you know, he's yeah. coming from having read all the comics or everything. Does he do the thing... Where he's like, oh, it's different in the comics. Does he do that a lot? He, he does. But okay. but for him, fortunately, for Guardians, the game, he loved it. And nice. he, mm. as a comics fan, he mm. loved it. He, he's mm. been trying to get me to play it. He's like, I think you're going to like it. Yeah. And he's right. I mean, the mm-hmm. uh, the portrayals of the characters are different from what you might expect if you're coming from the MCU, especially yeah. Peter Quill. But yeah. he's growing on me, for mm-hmm. sure. And Drax... He is just as perfect in this game as he is in the MCU. Yeah, he is like great. my favorite so Marvel funny. character. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's super, super funny. So good. It's interesting because um, I, I feel like I've, I've kind of really bounced back and forth in terms of my opinion on Guardians. I, I do like it, mm-hmm. uh, but when it was announced. Uh, I was kind of lukewarm on it. Sure. I wasn't. I wasn't Same. like. I would say most people probably were. Yeah, I, think I wasn't. A lot of people, I wasn't yeah. like through the roof excited. And then I played it at a preview event, and it was like those low expectations, being like, "Oh no, this is mm-hmm. this is really cool." Yeah. And now, like having put more time into it, I totally agree with you on the combat. I, there, there are things that the combat does that I really like, mm-hmm. but I, I do think it's maybe not. As robust as I initially thought, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I before I had gotten into it, I had heard it compared to FF Seven Remakes combat. And mm-hmm. while I can see the the broad strokes comparisons, yeah, it's not nearly as mechanically complex yeah. as FF Seven no, Remake, yeah, in my not. opinion. <laughs> and uh, so the combat is fun, but but for me, it is one of those games where the gameplay's fine. Yeah, it, it's certainly not bad, but it's for me, it, it ultimately serves as a vehicle for the storytelling and yeah. the characters. And I have to say, I'm really into this story. I don't mm-hmm. know where it's going. Uh, it's already surprised me in a few different ways in terms of who I thought start this version of Star Lord was going to be, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm having those expectations subverted uh, yeah. constantly. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's really what Avengers should have been. It's Square <laughs> yep. Enix could not have set this game up for failure any harder than they did. Because, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. I, I like you. I, I feel the same way, uh, and like I almost can't help myself. Mm-hmm. Comparing any superhero game to Avengers because you just you're just like it's insane that Avengers turned out the way that it did, right? Like yeah. you have one of the biggest properties in the world, you have a you know a super well respected developer and just the the ultimate thud that it ended up uh, being uh, is, right. is super mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah. Well, and, and, and there and are things to like about it. Of that's course, the thing. But. It's like that's what's so frustrating about Avengers yeah. is because the core game and like the, the the core campaign, the story, the characters, the gameplay is pretty good. Yeah, it's all the destiny shit that they laid on top of it. Right. All the the gear and and the perks yeah. and that's not what people wanted from this. No, going through the story in, in Avengers was was fun. Uh, right, and it's just like I, I would have much rather had just way more of that yep. than yeah, know, same. And I mean, they, they nailed the characterization of Kamala Khan. I thought I loved. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. thought it was great that she was the core of the story. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, but you know, not only did they kind of set Guardians up, I think, uh, because people had lower expectations from Avengers, but they, you know, the big debut for Guardians of the Galaxy was unfortunately Square's E3 show this year, which left a, a bad taste in mm-hmm. our mouths over a Good Vibes Gaming because it's like, hey, Guardians, cool, that's awesome. But we also come to Square Enix for a lot of their Japanese portfolio stuff, yeah. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, whatever. And 
their the, what their presentation is forty minutes, and more than half of it was Guardians. Right. And on top of that, on top of that, they had the gall, the audacity to announce and reveal the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, <laughs> but only for Steam and yeah. mobile. Yeah. And so I just think like the poor Guardians didn't have a chance. It couldn't get over that that mountain of bad will that Square yeah. generated. And it wasn't Guardians' fault, but I just don't think they set Guardians up for mm-hmm. proper success. They success. did not. They yeah. did not. Um, another comparison to Avengers, uh, like Avengers just really struggled in terms of locations, right? It felt like you were going to the same laboratory, uh-huh. same generic place again and again and again. And I think something that Guardians really excels at, much like the movies, is mm-hmm. that the places that you go to uh, are characters in their own right and yep. really just definitely. visually yeah, fascinating. Definitely. Yeah. They, they they sell the the wacky just kind of balls to the wall crazy vibe that Guardians is all about, right? Yep. And and part of that is due to the fantastically uh, curated licensed soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Normally I'm you know I'm more into video game music like music that's scored for the game itself. Yeah. But there there is a place for really well handpicked licensed soundtracks too mm-hmm. in oh, Guardians yeah. Nails it. Give me the license soundtrack. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. like, it, it obviously tied into the identity of Gardens already licensed. Yeah, music. right. And so being able to use that uh, well is is super good. So we have talked a lot about the positives, and we kind of mentioned the, the the combat a little bit. But you said uh, not a game of the year contender, and I kind of want to circle back around to that. Mm-hmm. Beyond your complaints with the combat or maybe elaborating on that a little bit more mm-hmm. are there things that are kind of like what else is holding it back from maybe that super special coveted status for you well again you know to uh, underlining again that i'm only maybe around halfway through the game yeah, i can't yeah, speak yeah. from having finished it but there's just kind of a pervasive lack of polish that mm. i'm that i'm experiencing that just kind of Again, I've I've experienced more than my fa- fair share of soft lock level glitches, and mm-hmm. and again, that's not a it doesn't make me hate the game, but it's just it's not quite at that level of polish that I would expect, and right. I feel like the combat, while it's fine, yeah. I feel like it lacks impact. I feel like when I when I do the specials with the various guardians, like when I you know command them to do the various special moves, I see them do it. But the, the there doesn't feel like there's that level of impact, and I and sometimes I'll see character models like, well, especially during the team up attacks, sometimes character models won't always connect in mm-hmm. what yeah. seems like a realistic way. Sure, yeah. That makes the kills feel cool and feel mm-hmm. impactful, right? So it's just it's it's just a pervasive lack of overall impact and polish that I feel the 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 combat suffers from, and yeah. the rest of it is just it's kind of outside of combat. It's a three D action adventure title with you know you peter can jump and he can he can glide a little bit with his jet boots and Mm -hmm. there's some light platforming and that's fine but it doesn't really ever go above and beyond anything Mm. that i haven't seen before sure um and that's okay a game doesn't necessarily have to innovate to be game of the year material but when i compare it to something like metroid dread which also doesn't necessarily do anything that Metroid hasn't done before or right. 2D games haven't done before. It's still, just the execution. The execution yeah. and the unbelievable level of polish, the way yeah. it feels to have Samus move through that world. You, It's so organic, yeah. right? And it, by comparison, I guess... I'm glad you feel as strongly about Metroid Dread as I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah. and another, another game of the year contender for me is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Mm. Another game where it doesn't necessarily innovate all that much, but it's just so... It's firing on all cylinders across yeah. the board. And it feels like those those characters are part of their world. Whereas sometimes when I'm when I'm playing as Peter Quill in Guardians, I feel like he is a character model 
in mm-hmm. a video game world, uh, you know, and, and interacting with this world as opposed to feeling like an organic part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of talked about the comparison to Adventures, like, helping it and kind of naturally painting it in a favorable light. But I think that works the other way as well, because if you think about things like, you know, 2018 Spider-Man and Miles Morales and the Arkham games, mm-hmm. uh, Th- those games are are incredible and in many ways yeah. game of the year candidates uh, in their own right. And you talked about impact of the hits. Yeah. And I just I I can hear the Batman. Yep. The hits. You know, in mm-hmm. my brain, like it's so drilled in and so uh, I- impactful. And so yeah, I I I think it's a I think it's tough, right? And there's a, I, I have tons of in faith in, in Insomniac, but like them making a Wolverine game, it's like okay that. The expectations are so high. Yeah. I feel like right. that, that like has to be a game of the year mm-hmm. yeah. contender. You know, For it has me, yeah. to be this super uh, high level polish. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like if you were to compare something like Smash Ultimate or really any Smash game to oh, a man. game like Nickelodeon All Star <laughs> Brawl. Yeah. Nick Brawl is fun. It's a perfectly yeah. fine, fun game. I've been enjoying it. But when you when you compare the feel of Smash and the 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 impact of each hit, the sound effects, the way characters feel, their physics, the way they yeah. feel to control them. Compared to something like Nick Brawl, you lose all that mm-hmm. impact and that mm-hmm. just that feeling of of how good it feels to play as a certain character to me. And yeah, it's it, just kind of like that, I guess. Smash is so interesting because in terms of quality, right? Like obviously, Smash Ultimate has reached a, a super super high level. Yeah, but it's not just that. I think it's a, Smash is like so monolithic in in its genre that. It's an. It's not just a game. It's an entire culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this. It's this absolutely gargantuan community, and trying to take a piece of that mm-hmm. uh, is certainly a, a yeah. tall task. Definitely, for sure. Cool, uh, Brad. Yeah, you have definitely filled me with envy um, because I have. I've been all Halo all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but you've dipped into. Some Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I know, of course, Damiani has been playing yep. nonstop, working on the review. Um, I just I just want to know how it is, man. I just It's real know. good. Nice. It's real good. Okay. This is a hard game to talk about, though, because it's Obviously. very story-focused going through right. the main story. Yeah, and we I feel like we always try to be sensitive to spoilers mm-hmm. at, on this show, but... The story in fourteen is so good that it's like sacred, you know. Like I yeah. wouldn't even dream. I really of... don't want to ruin it for right. anyone. Right? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but let me try to let me see if I could suss yeah something out. So, um, obviously, with fourteen and Shadowbringers, you know, going into this new expansion, uh, in terms of pacing, because they've said that this is going to be longer than Shadowbringers. Yeah. You know, Shadowbringers uh, is is a long game. I'm on the it, it's so infuriating. I'm on the very last quest of the very last Shadowbringers patch, so I've <laughs> got to do that. But then right there, I'm, I'm at uh, Endwalker. But in terms of, like, momentum of the storytelling, do you feel like the, the, the pacing is good? Because I feel like even with 14, right, which does mm-hmm. have an incredible story, there are parts that feel like they can – Sure. Things can slow mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say the pacing is pretty good overall. There's a, there was, like, maybe a few parts where I was kind of – Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it's because I'm doing all the side quests in oh, all the areas. Like, okay, I'm just yeah. not letting any of those sit around because sure, they're going to bug uh-huh. me if they're yeah. just there. So mm-hmm. a lot of that's due to that. But I think it's been really good so far. Mm-hmm. And I know this is something we say a lot about this game and everyone does and can be tiresome. But it's really good. 
And it's been nice as someone who's played since A Realm of Born, yeah. which mm-hmm. is the beginning of this story, and this is the, the end of this story. Right. There's been some nice things tying back in that I've been really happy about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, seeing the, the journey from A Realm Reborn to now, yeah. it's, it's, it's so fascinating and like kind of singular, I feel like, in gaming because Realm Reborn was obviously sort of a make good from 1.0 and yeah. there was a lot of goodwill, but with each expansion, I feel like just kind of the, the, the respect and the fervor around the game has grown. And yeah. like having gone through Stormblood and playing through Shadowbringers relatively recently... Uh, I was like, man, I don't think people give Stormblood enough credit. I think it's really good. And then playing mm-hmm. Shadowbringers, it's like, oh no, like <laughs> yeah. everyone was right. This yeah, is the man. best thing. Yeah. yeah, like and just getting uh, like genuinely emotional about it. Um, it. This is a roundabout way of me saying I feel like the expectations are sky like high. sky high to the point mm-hmm. where yeah. it, it can be really good, but like it it has to it has to do. So much, and mm-hmm. do you do you do you think it's meeting? I'm feeling quality? good about it so okay. far. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some stuff that happened. I'm obviously I'm not gonna say it, but right. Yes, this comes with a lot of expectations. You know, it's been a long time, like building up to this for like eight, ten yeah. years or whatever, and it's just it's hitting right so far. Nice. Cool. I haven't finished it, so who knows? But I feel pretty good. Yeah, I I definitely think uh, the storytelling is certainly one of the key takeaways to get from Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 14 but something I've also been really impressed with in Shadowbringers um and, and Stormblood as well and I, I feel like you can kind of see an evolution is just in terms of mechanics that they give you mm-hmm. um and the things that they try out like they're really ad- uh, adventurous yeah. with what they throw at you in terms of mechanics trying to mm-hmm. you know keep that combat fresh over a long mm-hmm. period of time are you seeing that already in Inwalker like are you yeah. doing dungeons where you're like oh wow that was crazy yeah I've, cool. I've, I've done a few dungeons and you know trial here and mm-hmm. there and it's like they've been pretty sweet so far cool been nice and especially if you've played some of the other Final Fantasies you're gonna be like oh yeah I remember stuff like this oh nice okay that's that's right. what hurts for me I have so much FF14 FOMO and I've talked about this on our own show yeah. on, our, on, on our own channel just that I, I don't typically play MMOs I just because I don't really have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I played one, it would be FF14. And mm-hmm. I did get a month a month free trial, and I got to, like, level 8, and, you know, I explored the mm-hmm. surrounding area of where mm-hmm. I started at. And But as a... I am such a hardcore Final Fantasy fan from, you know, mm-hmm. the classic days of the series. Yeah. That I've, you know, I know there's so much fan service and so oh, much yeah. love and, and the music especially like mm-hmm. all the different rearrangements I heard uh, the, not too long ago I heard uh, the extreme the FF14 version of the extreme from FF8 and I'm like apparently mm-hmm. it plays in some super <laughs> important battle it was awesome yeah Though the I, music the music is outstanding it's so good, it's, so good. It's, it's like best in class yeah. and I just yeah. I want to play this game but mm-hmm. straight up I don't have just, and I know yeah. the, uh, the 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 1.0 or the not 1.0, but the a realm a realm reborn. Yeah. Before you get up to all the expansions, it you get a little sloggy. It takes yeah. a long time to get there. But I heard from everybody that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. That the story payoff is worth it. But I just don't have that kind of time. Yeah. It's a it's a big commitment. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like if you're gonna play that game, especially if you're a Final Fantasy fan, mm-hmm. it's the way to do it. Because this game, yeah. it's an MMO, but to me it's a Final Fantasy first. Yeah. And That's what I've heard. Makes that case. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that is actually something that I I wish other things did as well as 14 does. And it's it's kind of there's so many things about 14 that I think are hard to properly articulate or really give somebody the the right impression of until they go through it because the fan service in 14 is very like explicit and in your face Mm -hmm. but the way that they do it the fan service never 
overcomes this original world and these original characters. It never compromises the integrity of what it's doing. So it's yeah. like it's mm. this it's this incredible game, completely on its own own merits. That also happens to have like yeah, that's endless the way that's fan what service. Because yeah. yeah. if it was just fan service, right. I think it wouldn't be special. No, yeah, right. it 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 is it is wild. Like how in your face a lot of the fan service is. Yeah. And you like it doesn't come across as 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 cheap in any yeah, any that's way. That's so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the other thing that is really hard to um, articulate because we were talking about Final Fantasy XIV in the meeting, and it's like, man, I think for Endwalker is going to come up for Game of the Year, and it's like I would love for all of the allies to get a chance to experience, it. and it's yeah. like that's just impossible. Yeah, like, that it's just, just a big yeah. commitment. That just can't happen. And yeah. you know, you said you played it a little bit and you got up to level eight, and it's like. Okay, it's not that I think a Realm Reborn is bad, but in comparison to everything else that comes after, that's what I've heard. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely the worst, the yep. worst part of it. Yeah. But you can't, you should not. It's vital. It's super yeah. like you shouldn't skip it, and so it's 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 this weird th- bundle of things that is definitely worth it, but mm-hmm. certainly a, a, a barrier to entry for sure. And it's like even me, right? Even somebody who is at the very, like, literally the last thing in Shadowbringers mm-hmm. and, and is in love with it. Even me making time for it uh, is, is a lot it's a commitment. like... Yeah, just getting yeah. through a single expansion a is, yeah. is, is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think the only, the only way I could realistically do it is if I were just in... And I would never do this, to be like, hey... Uh, tell, you know, tell my wife, hey, I really need, you know, right. every, at all the times in the evening that we would normally spend time together, yeah. I need to go play this, and I'm never going to do that, because yeah. I always would rather spend time with my wife right. or any video games. See, so. what you have to do is you have to convince her to, to play. play. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. she she does play games. She doesn't play MMOs, but she does yeah. play, uh, we're, we're actually uh, working through, and this is neither hide nor th- or here nor there, but we're working through the great Ace Attorney Chronicles right nice. now, and we're having Ooh, a nice. great time with cool. that. We're both big Ace Attorney fans. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Um, I tried to play Final Fantasy XIV with my wife, and <laughs> it's so fascinating. Like, it's good getting that perspective of somebody who's, like, never even encountered, really, uh-huh. uh, an MMO. She, she did actually play, like, a very tiny sliver of WoW, but mm-hmm. um, you don't realize, like, how many things that you just kind of know. No. Yeah. Uh, it's so true. Because you're just, like, trying to explain, like, no teleport here this is how you target things and it's just like you're like oh man right like yeah all of this is so brand new to you yeah there are so many things you take for granted uh, that are part of the language of games that Mm -hmm. i think we are so used to from such a young age Mm -hmm. that we never thought we we don't really think about having had to learn them before so there it's really been interesting for me watching my wife play, play through some games and seeing some of the pain points she encounters that I would never even think about mm-hmm. as someone who's just used to the language of games. Right. And, and it, it really, for me, kind of uh, highlights, when I watch her play, ways in which games can be better in mm-hmm. terms of accessibility and, yeah. and, and better communicate to the players, what to new players, yeah. what they're supposed to do. And uh, it, 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 there's nothing quite like watching someone you know you, you love experience a game that you know for the first time mm-hmm. that you know really well mm-hmm. for the first time themselves she played through uh chrono trigger which is nice. my favorite game of all time mm-hmm. and watching her just discover the twists but also some of the some of the difficulties she had and, yeah. and definitely helped me see the game in, in a light that i otherwise never would have yeah you know without having to you know live vicariously through her as a new player yep. to that game um yeah, yeah, that, that that accessibility point that you bring up is so interesting because my wife uh, hates first person, just mm-hmm. makes her sick. Mm-hmm. And like, Mine too. O- yeah. occasionally she will, you know, soldier through it. 
but uh, we were playing Halo 4 together, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you should pick up a turret because you can, that's that's like the time you can play third person or unless you're in a vehicle. Yeah. And she, w- she was like, okay, I'm going to take this turret the whole way. <laughs> and it's just, ah, oh, man, I wish, you know, I, I it's a gargantuan task. It's not easy to do, but just mm-hmm. thinking out loud, it's like, oh, man, I wish more games kind of had that, that Bethesda thing where it's like, you can play in first or like third Battlefront, person. Battlefront, however you want. Yeah, the whole time, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but going back to Endwalker, Brad, mm-hmm. um, have you gotten to try Reaper Sage yet? Just really a little amount. I unlocked okay. Reaper. If some of you know, I played FF11. Mm-hmm. I have a history with that game. We yeah. went down the rabbit hole this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Knight was my favorite in that game. Nice. And Dark Knight's version in 14 is completely different than that. And Reaper seems a little bit more of what I wanted from Dark Knight originally, mm. that kind of style. Okay. So it's like... It's calling my name right now, nice. and I'm going to play it, but I just want to finish the story before stuff gets spoiled. Is, then is I'll go back to Reaper it. DPS? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but yes, it's very cool, very flashy, what you'd yeah. expect. Um, maybe you can't speak to this, but uh, I'm thinking about the, the Black Mage kind of story that mm-hmm. you get. Really like that story, and then I was leveling warrior earlier, and it's like I am not as into this sure. job story. Uh, did you kind of were there any hooks? In so the I did Reaper one thing, and yeah, I was I was like, oh, this is okay. cool. This nice, is neat. Nice. That's always good. I so, think when yeah. you have that extra motivation, I think beyond, that's super important. Like yeah. job fantasy is really important for me in these games. Yeah, and if I can attach to the story more, then yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. All for that. Um, the other thing. Uh, you know, obviously don't want to get into spoilers. There is so much we have to dance around, but yeah. uh, a, a, another huge thing with expansions is the new environments that you get to go to. Yeah. Um, so I guess just in a broad sense, like, the qual- what is the quality of those areas, and do you feel like it's very different than the many, many, many other places you've been in? Yeah, so far the quality's been pretty high, and they feel pretty different. Like, yeah, I can't say what any of them are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but... Yeah, some of them are pretty different. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I was like okay, <laughs> cool, 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 nice. So I've been I've been happy with them so far, mm-hmm. and the music, obviously. Um, fourteen. The, the something that that I love about fourteen, and and is also kind of frustrating, is like I feel like so much has value. It's like when they introduce a character, mm-hmm. even if they're minor, I have been shocked at the way like. Characters come back into the fold. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it I is. Like that. they, yeah. they really, they really um, think through their storytelling, and and it, they really give their characters this this sense of importance in mm-hmm. a way that I don't think a lot of other games do very well. Uh, but it can also be frustrating because you're like, okay, I know I've seen you, but <laughs> I I'm struggling Dude, to remember exactly. Where that's you... me all the time with every new yeah. expansion because I've. I've played them as they've come out. Yeah. So there's usually like two years apart from yeah. when I play a new one. And someone comes back. I'm like, well, I, haven't, I haven't seen you in six years. Yeah. Who are you again? Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So has that happened with Endwalker? Um, no, not as much because I actually did a little refresher before Endwalker came out on some mm. of them. So I like looked up a few things. Smart. I was like, Smart. This is the, the culmination of the story. So I'm going to refresh. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, I have not been playing Final Fantasy XIV because I have been playing n- like nothing but yeah, Halo, Halo. <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Um, and we, Brad and I, had a had a long impressions video on the single player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you want to get our thoughts there, I thought it was a good conversation. You can go check that out. 
Um, but I kind of wanted to talk more about the multiplayer. Uh, we talked about it in the last episode, but I kind of want to give... Um, Update. Yeah, an updated uh, opinions on it. Uh, because I've been playing a lot of it. I've been having a ton of fun. And I think that's kind of the first thing that I want to say is... I don't remember where it was. It wasn't that long ago, a few months ago. I was kind of like, man, I wish there was... I have not been in like in love with a multiplayer shooter mm-hmm. um, in such a long time. And I miss it because you know, I, I have a lot of fond memories uh, dumping oodles of time into things like... Halo 3 and Call of Duty 4 and weirdly Rainbow Six 3, which was huge for me, but I feel like no one talks about. But anyway, that's beside (laughs) the point. I am so in on on Halo Infinite and and I just get such a like a raw sense of joy from it. Like there Mm -hmm. there was there was a map. I don't uh, I don't remember exactly the mode. I think it was Oddball. Might have been Oddball or Slayer. And like. I was like on the edge of my seat. Like it was thrilling. It wow. was like this, this like, oh, I know what it was. We, it was Slayer. We were both, both teams were at 49 kills. And it was just like, come on, come on, <laughs> yeah. come on, come on. And then to see that victory screen come up, like, you know, I it, it just, it gets me so excited. I get so passionate about it. I, I feel this energy and love for it that I have not felt uh, in a multiplayer shooter in mm-hmm. Who knows Same. how long? Yeah, yeah. I've That's heard awesome. that from from uh, other people who, yeah. uh, you know, like the rest of the GVG team. Uh, I unfortunately have not really had any. I'm not. I don't have access to any platform as yet that I can play Halo sure. Infinite well on. Um, we I did try to join in on a Halo Infinite stream we were doing with our patrons, and unfortunately, I don't have an Xbox Series console on me right now. And kind of a running thing with with us at GVG is that I'm a Mac user, and mm. I'm only now, mm. thanks to a very generous patron who helped get me set up, um, I'm only now getting onto a good streaming PC, so I can start running our streams and running our news show and such, and having a good PC through which I can play games like Halo, mm-hmm. um, because I haven't been able to find an Xbox Series X yet. I'm looking, yeah, can't find one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I actually joined in um, this stream by playing through. I, I played. Halo Infinite on Chrome through browser on my Mac. Nice. <laughs> and there was like, but there was like two seconds of input. Delay. Oh, but oh, it was yeah. just like I was just running around. I'm not. A, I'm not good at shooters anyway. To be fair. Yeah. But I'm better than that. And yeah. So I might as well not have even been playing. Because yeah. It was just unplayable. That, yeah. yeah. But even from that, like I could get a sense for how hype it was. Mm-hmm. And I've heard from other uh, people who don't necessarily play a lot of shooters like me that they're like, no, but this this is the shooter for people who don't yeah. play a lot of shooters because it is so fun. Apparently the matchmaking is very good about actually matching you up with people who are not way better than you. Um, it in- depends. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I to to give credit to your point, I would say that it's it's done an okay job. There, you mm. definitely have matches that are blowouts, but it's not constantly. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that, that certainly is good to hear because for yeah. me, I'm one of those, you know, I can, I, there are games I can play well competitively with my friends and, you know, mm-hmm. like, like smash, I'll, you know, I'll throw down and smash anytime. Shooters is not one of them. Like the only shooter I've ever been oh, decent at is Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, obviously way back in the day and to a lesser extent, the original Call of Duty four, mm-hmm. uh, which I enjoyed playing, but I'm just not great at shooters but i've heard that halo infinite is is really good for people like me who are mm. maybe more casual about the shooters they play yeah it's it's nice because you have kind of different avenues right so you have ranked which is as sweaty as you would expect yeah and then you have 
like quick play where it's just still small scale 4v4 matches, uh, but then you have big team battle, which is just 12v12. And those can definitely get competitive, but you also have kind of that wonderful Halo sandbox absurdity where it's like, okay, I'm going to get in this Warthog and there's like a 50% chance that we're going to Blow he, up. Blo- like yeah. he, the driver is going to flip over or something, right? And so you you have kind of that that levity. And so if you're just looking to have fun, you know, you can just hop into big team battle. I definitely got a sense of that when I was playing, you know, even with playing through Chrome. I, like uh, one of the matches we played, uh, a couple of my teammates got to a Warthog and they're like, hey, hop in, let's go. And mm-hmm. even just the act of being able to get into the passenger seat and join up with my buddies yeah. in the Warthog and, and mm-hmm. be part of something and go right. do it together – it felt good, even though yeah. I was like two seconds behind everything. Yeah, it, it felt good, and uh, it, it, it's for me the uh, a rare game that can make you feel that kind of jovial sense of victory when you win. Yeah, right? it's like for me, it comes down mainly to Smash, and uh, I mean, I, I I know Halo Infinite is like that as well, and one of the like there aren't very many games where I like will bounce up out of my seat when I win and go yeah, yeah. you know and. It's funny, I never thought I'd compare the two, but one of the only games I can think of in recent memory besides Smash that gets me that hype yeah. is Fall Guys. Oh, my, nice. My, nice. Two of my best friends and I get online every week, yeah. one day a week, and we just play a few hours of Fall Guys, and it's like, when you win a crown, it's like, mm. you feel like you yep. fucking it's won. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah. I and it sounds like Halo Infinite gives you that same visceral sense of like satisfaction yeah. when you win. Definitely. And that's cool. Um, and it's, it's also been nice just like hopping into a Discord call with people and yeah. striking that perfect balance where it's like, okay, we, we want to win. Like we're taking this, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat seriously, but we're not like so serious that we're getting like salty. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that there's a little salt. Yeah. Sure. But it's not like, it's not like, you know, it's, it's a healthy, right. yeah. friendly. It's not bad vibes. You're yeah. not like yeah. getting upset at each other yeah. or anything. Yeah. I yeah. totally hear you. Yeah. And so that's, that's been super fun as well. And I feel like, um, it also feels refreshing because it it, it 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 is so very Halo, but in a way that feels right now in this moment super unique, you know, because it's not like you're going into quick play and it's like, oh, everybody is using the exact same submachine gun because that's the meta right now. It's like, no, there's there's a rocket launcher on the map. Go get to it, you yeah. know, and I think that that kind of like taking things off the rack, uh, finding the power weapons thing. Um, in terms of the super big AAA competitive space, obviously, you know, there are smaller scale schemes that are, that are doing a similar thing. But I think in the, the AAA space, it feels different in a refreshing way, even yeah, though it feels nice. very Halo. It's not a game about loadouts. Yes, exactly. And I think oh, that's, that's cool. part of the core of Halo's DNA. Right, Is yes. about item placement and everyone's starting on the same foot when right. you spawn. And, and oh, Halo okay. has done loadouts before, and so it's nice kind of getting it's away getting from that. It's getting back to it, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and it, it has honestly made me feel like a, a, a kid again. Like, I've just been so two That's feet great. into this game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm spending way too much money on the store. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I want those Rockstar Energy skins. Like, oh, oh Chipotle is giving you challenge swaps. Are you going to get the Nerf like, one? Long. You uh-huh. buy the Nerf gun, dude. There's a, there's a Nerf gun? Have you seen the Nerf gun? There's battle a Nerf rifle? gun? That's awesome. Okay, you can buy the real Nerf gun. It's like the it's like the battle rifle or whatever, dude. And you get a skin that looks like the Nerf gun in the game. Have you not seen this? No. It's like 50 bucks, a, but it's sick. Oh my God. I'm going to get it. I was like, dude, I, you should buy this just it's for the studio because it's cool. I, oh wait, so you unlock the, the skin in... Oh yeah, man. it looks like it. The, the Nerf dude, gun. It's cool. I, I just, this last Friday, I got 
there's a Funko Pop. You get a no. skin. Yes, I did. Oh, I did. Bitch. Anyway, I've been all in. I've been really having a good time. And I think there's definitely this this fan part of me that is is there, right? And mm-hmm. is just having a good time. But when you really sit down and you look at it, there is so much to criticize as well. Yep. And it's frustrating because I I want to convey like yes I'm having an excellent time but oh man there are also things that are so frustrating and it's mm. it's trying to reconcile uh those two extremes that I think is a little difficult so I actually really like um that there is an ultimate challenge so what that is is you get all these weekly challenge is and if you manage to go through them all which is Harder than it sounds. Like it definitely, it's not like that hard, but it takes. It could be annoying. It takes time. Okay. Right? And then you get to the ultimate challenge. And the ultimate challenges are the first one was like you have to earn five killing sprees in this mode that is crazy. And then the next, the one, this one this week was like you have to win 17 games. And it's just like that just takes a lot of time. 17. Yeah. God. But I did both of them and I really genuinely felt this huge sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So I think that is good. The problem is the balance of things. The like I think I think they have good ideas here, but they just kind of need to reorient stuff. Yep. And so it's mm-hmm. it's frustrating where it's like, okay, I went through all this stuff, I did the 17 wins, and I get a nameplate. Mm-hmm. The nameplate is cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I feel a sense of pride having it. But you can go in the store and it's like all this stuff is super expensive and you have to buy it in bundles and you get all of these things. And it just feels a little out of whack where it's like, if you're going to make me go through all this effort, like give me a bundle of stuff. Be like, here you go. Here's this, like you get this Spartan skin, you get a weapon skin, you get a nameplate. And it's like, why, why there should, I don't have a problem with there being things that you can buy in your free to play game, but I think they need to kind of shift the levers where it's like you are earning um, – there are things that you are earning. uh, You're earning more of them. Like it's not just this one thing that you get. A color skin or whatever. Yeah, I I think they they definitely – it feels sparse in the amount of things that you – earn that you feel really proud of. Like, I think, obviously, you can grind out the battle pass, but... I think, Ben, I'm okay with, like, one award, one reward for mm-hmm. it all, but I think the process of doing challenges could be super annoying. That's the next thing I want to get because into. Because yeah. it's, like, a lot of it's chance. Yeah. It's not like, hey, oh. here's something you could work toward very easily, specifically. Right. Like, it could be hard to do, but you could, you could work towards it. This is... A lot of it's, like, get this random mode and do mm-hmm. this random thing in this mode, and a lot of it's just random if you get that mode in general. Oh. So right. you're just hoping you get mm-hmm. a coin flip to get this mode. Yep. Then you're just like, okay, now I got to win this mode for God's sake. Right. Right. So there's there's so many layers on top of it. And you touched on the biggest one, which is I'm, I'm actually okay with them being like, you know, win three oddball matches or win mm-hmm. three Slayer matches. But when you want to get that challenge done, right, when you're like, oh, man, I'm really excited about this ultimate war or whatever, I want to earn it. And then you sit through five games of not the mode yeah. that you want. Yeah. It's it's infuriating. And then it's like, well, I can – there are challenge swaps that I can get, but it feels weird that I'm getting this currency just so I can do a challenge that's not annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, that does yeah. – it's not. Oh. It's so odd. Like if you could just, you know, pick Slayer or pick Oddball or pick whatever you wanted, 
I would not have a problem with those challenges. And I think the challenges, especially as you get later on, they should be somewhat challenging mm-hmm. or they should make you mm-hmm. maybe think a, a little bit uh, outside of it. But then you also have the problem, right, where it's like, okay, get, uh, you know, I don't know, get like the, the hypothetically, let's say get three rocket kills. And it's like, well, I have to get into a match that has a rocket launcher. That's not a guarantee. And then I have to mm-hmm. be the one to pick it up. And it only spawns every so often. And so it's just like there are all of these variables that go into it that it's like it's not that things should be handed to you for free, but it feels like the roadblocks that are here are sometimes arbitrary in a way where it's like like getting the three slayer. Like there was a challenge I had in the 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 last one where it was like you have to win three slayer matches. And so it's like just winning the matches, that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. But what was more challenging was actually getting into the mode. And so it's like, why is there this whole yeah. extra layer? It's like you're rolling yeah. the dice. You're like, right. well, I hope I get yeah. this thing. Right. That One of the biggest sins any game can commit for me is is artificially wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that and that can mean something different to various people. You know, some people people argue that playing video games at all is a waste of time. I yeah. would disagree. But you know, at least if if I'm gonna you know spend my time playing whatever game, that game should do everything reasonable in its power to not waste my time. Yeah. In, in my opinion, and so things like you know I love JRPGs, but as as an adult, grind heavy games, I had I had to drop Bravely Default too because it's mm-hmm. so grind heavy, and yeah. I'm like. You know, Bravely Second could be grind heavy, but the game gave me the tools to speed up that grinding if I wanted to. Bravely Default, by comparison, or two, doesn't by comparison. And so, like what you're saying about Halo Infinite, it's not about, yeah, what you said. You don't want the, the game to hand you challenges, like yeah. hand you things on a silver platter, but don't make me have to roll the, the dice in terms of whether I'm going to even get the mode I need to play. Right to do the challenge. Right. So I totally hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. and that's a sh- hopefully they, they iron that out, because that's right. a shame. And I, I I think another important element of this conversation, right, because I, I want to be fair in the mm-hmm. sense that, like, A, I'm really enjoying this game, but I don't want to ignore the problems that it has, mm-hmm. but I right. feel like, you know, gaming communities, I feel like people are getting so riled up that it is also not productive and they're they're sure. missing out on the good things that the game is doing. Where it's like, I do think this game has a lot of problems. I think people are right to criticize it. But 343 has responded to a lot of this. And mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we hear you on the, the playlist. We are working on changing that. They've already changed the XP progression twice. I yeah. think it's in a much mm-hmm. better place now. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's a process. Things are working out. I do get the frustrations where it's like there are so many other games that have been through the problems and and and, and have the structure that you have mm-hmm. that have figured out these problems. Why are you not implementing the solutions that are already there where it's like mm-hmm. why, you know, in addition to earning stuff on the battle pass, why are you not earning even a little bit of currency so you could maybe save up and get something in the store if you wanted to? That right. could feel really cool. Tons of other games do that. Mm-hmm. Why are you not earning more experience for winning a match as opposed to losing, mm-hmm. that would just help out so much. Yeah, it seems like it's right. missing a lot of obvious things. Yes, it's I missing see. a lot of obvious things. Yeah. That is that is absolutely true. And I definitely am feeling, and in a way this is my own fault because I've been playing so much, but I am feeling a lack of content for sure where it's yeah. like, okay, I've done so much Slayer, so much Oddball, so much Capture the Flag. I've 
you know, I, I know these maps super well now and it's like, I'm ready for a new thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's hard. And I don't envy anyone in this position, but it's like when you have a game, right. Where it's like check in every day, the burden of you to constantly like keep your audience engaged mm-hmm. for, yeah. forever is like a mountain. I don't even know how to begin to climb. And so I sympathize with them, but it is also kind of a bed that they're making themselves. Yes. Sure, sure. And I, I just I think there are things that they're doing that are in the right direction, but could go further. Um, so mm-hmm. to talk about like they had a uh, their first like event, right? Where it's like here is this like samurai ninja themed event. You can earn these cool things, and it's like it was confusing. Like when I when it first rolled out, it was like, okay, wait, how do I even do this? Okay, there are event specific challenges that I do. And then once I have those event challenges done, I have to get regular events done to get more event challenges. And actually you're splitting up the event over, you know, a a three month period of time or whatever it is. I'm only going to be able to get up to level seven in this week. And then I have to wait a month to do the next chunk. And then I'm going to have to wait another month to do the next chunk. And it's like, why why did you do this? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. this is just hard to, A, this is just hard to understand. And, like, of course people are not going to like this implementation. Like, it just seems so it's, obvious. Yeah, it's like, why are you, you knew people weren't going to like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did that, I so I got, it's like, you can only get the battle pass up a certain amount. Yeah, you can per, get to seven. You can get to level seven. And I got yeah. to seven, uh-huh. but it, like, Man, did it feel like a chore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, when I ran out of the event ones, and I was like, dude, I got to do these other ones right. first to get to... That's like, God! And yeah. you, you, think about, <laughs> you think about having uh, an event in a game, right? And tons of, of uh, free-to-play live service games have events, right? It's, yeah. it's a natural thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. The whole point of an event is that it's a celebration, and it's something special and exciting. You shouldn't... That feeling that you had where you're like, oh, man, I got to like go back to this regular stuff mm-hmm. is totally counterintuitive right. to what... The, the whole be, point yeah. is, right, and, and 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 to add like insult to injury, right? So you have this complex rollout of of the event, and you get the samurai, so you can you can allow the samurai. It looks super cool. Mm-hmm. You cannot customize it really unless you go and you buy stuff in the store, which of course you want to do. Like I did it immediately because it's like I want I've wanted this thing. So badly, and now I want to customize it, but it feels gross that I have to pay to actually do that because <laughs> the whole point was that I earned this thing in this event. And so I I think they have a wonderful foundation here. I really yes, haven't gotten to do. talk about they do. Um, how much I like the maps except one flag CTF on uh, launch site. That can go die. I hate it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I really, I, I, I think Halo, right, I think particularly of like Halo 3 and Halo 2, right, and I have really high standards uh, for those maps and how great they are. Yeah. Um, and I know not everybody likes uh, the maps, but I really do like a lot of them, mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. Streets, uh, particularly Bizarre. Uh, I have wonderful matches on there. I think there's some really cool design stuff that they're doing there. I think it's fantastic. Um, so they, they have this this incredible foundation, and it's just frustrating to see themselves so obviously shoot themselves in the foot mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is rightfully being called out, and I hope and believe that things will get better and I, I hope yeah definitely things will evolve over time but it's like whether you like it or not you're compare you're you're competing with everyone else right, right. now right. everyone like you're competing right. with fortnite who's been around for a long time and have like mastered the battle pass like right when huber played mm-hmm. uh halo the first time he's like this battle pass feels years behind and mm-hmm. how it's implemented mm-hmm. and how it works and it's right. like 
that may not be a big deal to you if you're playing this game, but that's a big deal to a lot of people. Yeah. A sure. lot of people playing these games. Sure. Yeah. And it's I feel like your your window of opportunity is so short. And yep. I think that's the thing that's killing me is I is I definitely believe they will continue to work on it and mm. get better. But when you are going a thing against like behemoths like Fortnite and Apex, Apex Legends, Legends and these, Valorant yeah. and, and the list goes on. But if if people are unhappy, they're they're going to leave because those things are already they're yeah, constantly popping out so content. Much yeah, there's right. And it's and it, with a game like this, it's honestly I feel like important to be like have a have a healthy Twitch audience to have a healthy mm-hmm. YouTube audience to like get people talking about your game. And so I think the reason why I'm so focused on this is I think the foundation is so good yeah, that I don't really want to see it slip away. I'm yeah. too attached to it to just yeah. watch it die. And so I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, I've been in the same camp as you where yeah. I've been like, I haven't felt this good about a multiplayer game since when I played Overwatch yeah. 1 when it came out. And mm-hmm. it's like, I love this game and I want yeah. it to keep thriving and get better. So hopefully it does. Because like, I don't know if it's been addressed, but the game had problems with custom games for a while where they just were not working and a lot of people problems with that. No Forge games yet. is kind mm-hmm. of a bummer because yeah. Forge was a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Absolutely. yeah, these things, like games have changed whether you like it or not, how they're rolled out. Like yes. things are rolled right. out over time a lot more now instead of just everything at once. And that could be a bummer. I totally get that. But yeah. it's like, this game's going to change. And it looks like they're doing a pretty good job so far. I'm pretty yeah. happy they're addressing things, which is nice. But yeah, something that I am grateful for um, it is they have a replay feature. That's good. Um, yeah. And so you can just and not only can you like go in and obviously watch a replay, but you can do it from anybody's perspective oh, that's on cool. both teams. And so that's, that's really super, good because there's no nice. like built in kill cam or anything like that. <clears throat> right. right. Um, and the, the man, the other thing that's that's tough is like I understand as a free to play game that you're going to have monetization. Yeah. But. I was sitting there and I like I've been really into customizing my three different armor cores, my three mm-hmm. different, you know, Spartan suits. And I've gotten to a point where I was like, I've accumulated so much stuff that I can spend a lot of time like just tweaking everything right, like picking out the right visor, mm-hmm. you know, and doing all this stuff. And um I had this moment where I was like, this is awesome. So many people are not going to get to experience this the way that I do. You know, I'm fortunate enough where it's like if I want something in the store, I can just buy it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't do that. And, like, this customization stuff is so cool. I feel like only a fraction of a fraction of people mm-hmm. are going to get yeah, to have yeah, kind yeah. of the satisfaction that I'm having right now. That sucks. I have I just right. have the battle pass. Yeah. So, you know, I just get stuff whenever I unlock it, which yeah. isn't that much. But, like, at the same time, it feels really good when I get something. Sure, like, yeah, oh, definitely. Nice. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. It's it's a it's a back and forth though yeah. because there are definitely times in the battle pass where it's like oh cool I can't wait to get that thing I'm really excited to get like the flame skull stuff at the yeah. very end but then there are times where I'm like there's there's this one color where I'm like this is the ugliest color I've ever seen <laughs> I don't Dude, want this it's the same thing with Fall Guys with the really? season pass same thing where it's like you know half of the rewards are like oh I'm looking forward to getting to that level and getting that you know, that skin or that whatever, that top or bottom mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just, yeah, you'll get like a color or a costume that's just like, who want who wanted this? Like, yeah. this is so lame. And it's just, it, it kind of siphons value out of the out of the season pass. In this case, though, you're not paying for it. It's, uh, right. you know, so it's a little different. But um, I, I do know what, I, I can relate to what you said about being so into a game's foundation mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. just don't want it to slip away while the you know while the iron's hot right Right. and that very much was you know like like fall guys where it started off 
fun, but it's yeah. just it, it took them a little too long yeah. to to roll out with new content. Fortunately, I think they've been able to turn it around since then. But I know what you mean in terms of there being that really really key mm-hmm. sp- sp- spread of time that they yeah. have to deliver. And if mm-hmm. they wait too long, they the moment might might be passed already. Yeah. It's weird. I never would have thought that, that I could compare Fall Guys and Halo in any way whatsoever. No, you but... absolutely can. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Because because in a way, Halo is not just competing with other shooters, right? It's right. Other it, service games. It, it, yeah, it's competing yeah. with other service games and there are just so many. It's it is fascinating and so complex how the industry has changed dramatically yeah. in such a short <laughs> period of time where I do I do completely agree that like your window of opportunity is so precious. It can be really mm-hmm. small. Right. Sometimes you get a second chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and sometimes you don't. Right. It, it it's funny because three four three has been through this already. Right. Where like yep. they completely overhauled the Master Chief collection. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they salvaged that when it released on PC. I think there was a lot of goodwill there, um, and so they, they they have been through it. But yeah, it's it's hard when. Like you kind of land on that game that you're so into, and everybody goes through this, right? Mm-hmm. Destiny fans go through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dead by Daylight fans go through this. I've I've seen this happen over and over again. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, I'm playing this. I love it. I'm addicted. Please fix it, right? It's just like yeah. such a weird mm-hmm. mixture of emotions. The one thing I'll say about this with Halo is it has a better chance of surviving because it's a beloved franchise already that's Absolutely. been around for a long time, and it's yeah. like had its up its downs. Like Master Chief Collection, same thing coming back around. Right. So yeah. This will have more than one chance compared to a lot of other games that just you live on first impressions or you die by it. Yeah, yeah. you're totally right. And it's something that it does have that so many other games don't in this space is it has this campaign, right? Yep. And so what my prediction is, is once the campaign comes out, you're going to get people that play through it. Let's say they really like the campaign you're probably going to get a good number of people that maybe would never even think about touching the multiplayer, but they're like, I want more. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they play the multiplayer. Like imagine, imagine if like Overwatch had that, right? If, yeah. if, if, if Valorant had that, if these other games had it, I do think that this entire mode, this story will in a way, like buy the multiplayer, the time that I was thinking needs. that it's sure, like a second sure. win for it almost. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, then obviously, of course, you know there are other things that they can yeah. they can add. I do think that that is the benefit of um, having the legacy that Halo does. Where mm-hmm. like I wish I could just play SWAT right now, oh but God, I'm so yeah. excited yeah. to play SWAT that when they add it and they're adding yeah, it soon, I can't wait. I'm gonna play the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, I love SWAT. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is gonna be awesome. It's time for the sizzle. We're gonna take a take a break from the. Intense game action, and uh, this episode is actually really interesting because um, this is going to be the last episode before Christmas, and so the week of the 22nd, there will not be an episode, and then I think the one after that will be a little late, uh, at least for early access at the very least, Um, and so this will kind of be the last episode before the holidays, and so I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas movie? Ooh, man. Um, this is where we get into the debate of whether Die Hard counts, right? No. <laughs> I knew Die Hard was going to come up. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think mine, mine might be the original Home Alone. Oh, such a good pick. I was pick. thinking of that, I too. I love such the a good original pick. Home Alone. I think you might have just changed mine. Okay. Because Home okay. Alone is so good. Yeah. yeah it's so, is... it's just, it's a classic, it's right? Yeah. It's just, it's comfy and it's just great. 
it's weird. I wasn't thinking of it as a Christmas movie. I kind of just view it as a great movie, but it absolutely is, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's whole... I recently learned that the the movie, the black and white movie that Kevin watches, mm-hmm. yeah, they keep yeah. the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. a real... I always assume that was like a real... It's not a real it's movie. It's not a real I movie. I thought it was, it was a real movie. specifically for... <laughs> Keep Home the alone. change, you, <laughs> you filthy animal. That's one of the best so scenes good. in the it's entire so movie. Yeah, and it totally sells the idea that it's yeah. like a real thing, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's it was made yeah. for that. I, I I did not know that until this moment. Yeah, yeah and I didn't until recently. It's great. <laughs> one, two, ten. Okay. <laughs> one, two, ten. To, to Home Alone quotes. Um, oh, so good. I I don't know if favorite, but ones I I want to bring up the Santa Claus. The first one with Tim Allen has oh. has a special place <laughs> sure, in my yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just such okay. a the the scene where he's in the meeting and he's turning into Santa Claus and he's like gained so much weight and they're just like looking at him like, "Are you okay?" And he just like or they're having lunch, mm-hmm. you know, and like people are ordering salads and stuff, and he's like, "I'll have this and this and this and this." That's great. It's a great scene. That and I have a weird fondness for Jingle All the Way. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, sure. Okay. I have okay. not seen it in an eternity. Damn, I want to watch that too. I haven't seen yeah, it forever. <laughs> I have not seen it in an eternity, so I don't know if it holds up as well as my childhood self liked sure. it. But uh, yeah, I have a huge fondness for Arnold Schwarzenegger and that movie. I got nice. two things. One of them's kind of a cheat, though. So okay. for a movie, it's the Rudolph, the claymation movies from like fantastic the Oh, that's pick. one of the first ones. I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, fantastic pick. Classic. Yep. My all-time favorite thing, though, is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Mm. Okay. That's like my favorite. Nice. I Very love good. That. Uh, my mom's I have, favorite. So, hey. so I have a bit of a bonus answer. It's slightly cheating, but another another Christmas-related thing or episode or something I really love is uh, I've, I've been watching anime since I was a kid, right? And the yeah. first, the, my gateway anime was Ranma One Half. I'm okay, a huge nice. fan of Ranma. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, and so my, probably my favorite episode ever of Ranma is one of the Christmas special OAVs mm. called Tendo Family Christmas Scramble, mm-hmm. I think. Tendo Family Christmas Scramble. And that's just, it's a, this consolidated, you know, half hour OVA of just Christmas shenanigans that I love. I, I'm so glad that you brought this up because uh, I've never watched Ranma, but... Uh, when I was younger, I would check out volumes of the manga from the library. Oh, nice! And I would I, I would read those. I haven't read all of them, but I really loved it. It was just so charming and fun. So fun! Um, just such good vibes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've never watched it, uh, mm-hmm. and it sounds like I definitely should at some point. Yeah, I, I would watch like the first three seasons in the OAVs. Okay, and like the movies, you can skip the later seasons. They're okay. not great. Okay. Um, and and Ranma in general, as much as I love it, it has a pacing issue where there isn't a lot of character development. There there's a lot of filler. Sure. Mm. To be sure, perfectly sure, sure. honest, I love the characters. I love that world, but it's you know it's got some pacing issues for yeah. sure. But those OAVs, some of the best anime I've seen. Like the Ronda one half OAVs are great. It's funny because the pacing issue, I feel like you can say the exact same thing about Inuyasha, or at least from what I remember. Yeah, Yeah, same. Yeah, (laughs) I know, I know, like One Piece has the same problem, Naruto, it's it's certainly not exclusive to Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, those are good answers. Um, That was fun. I wasn't sure how that was going to go over, Mm. but you guys really, you guys really brought the goods there. You brought up some good ones. Uh, This segment of the show is brought to you by some wonderful shout out to your patrons. Uh, Basically, it's a $250 tier on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash easyallies if you'd like to find out more. Um, And I'm going to read through this list of names. And then at the end, uh, give me a shout out, but do it as Santa Claus. 
can you do that for yeah. me? Does that all make sense? <laughs> yeah. Greg knows so. the deal. I know okay. the deal. But I, I want you on the same page. Yeah. Is that is that clear? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll let you go first, and then I'll... Nice. Okay. I think that's a, that's a good call. Okay. Brad will lead. He's a frame trap vet. All right. Shout out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick, and Christian Cierniak. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Merry Easy Allies Christmas! Got to do the Tim Allen one. Man, I loved Home Improvement as a kid. It was like a family show. Yeah, I watched it. I wonder how it holds. Big in my house. Yeah, big in big in my house too. Big in my house. Um. Ash, another game that you're bringing. You're bringing good games that I do want to talk about. Because uh, I have not played it, and I don't think we've talked about it on Frame Trap. Okay. Um, and I feel like it's a game that's kind of been forgotten, uh, is Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's, so that this was the game that I played directly before Guardians of the Galaxy. I've been trying to like just play through as many games as I can prior yeah. to our we're, end of year We're discussions. at that point. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny. You said Kenna, and, and you highlighted what I find to be a funny issue within the game itself. Even the characters and their voice acting within the game can't seem to agree on how you say your name. Some of them say that Kena. Some say nuts. Kena. Yeah. Okay. What is now? I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I I had been told it was I had been saying Kena. Then I then I had been told that it was actually Kena. But then when I played the game, I found out that characters in the game don't. There some mm-hmm. call it Kena, some uh-huh. call it Kena. Okay. Um. Either way, it's not that important because one of the shortcomings of the game is that she's just not that interesting a character. Oh, there's not a lot no. to her. She's no. she's there's not a lot to her. It is so wild to me that you say that because. Watching those trailers, right. it was like, this game is so full of personality, and just, just visually it's so appealing, and so well, it's wild to me. And it still is. It's, it, I would say visually the game is, is great. truly mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and that's really, so I think... as well. I beat it, yeah. I no, it oh, okay, so you beat it too, okay. okay. Yeah, and I think the, the, the world of that game is, is, a, is, is really the most interesting character in it. Uh-huh. Right, mm-hmm. the, the, the world that Kana explores is probably the most interesting character in the game, and she does meet, you know, she's basically exploring and, and trying to restore uh, balance to an abandoned village. Some cataclysmic event happened in this village years before you get there. And she's trying to, you know, it's very Okami-esque where she's trying to heal the, the polluted land. And, mm-hmm. and it's just the world she explores is drop-dead stunningly gorgeous. I played mm-hmm. it on PS5 on a 4K TV. Very yeah. lucky. That is the way to play it if you can with HDR and everything. It's truly incredible. But the story that Kana is part of is just, it's not, it's very disjointed, I would say. It's told in a very disjointed way. And I was definitely struck later on by by the depth of some of the tragedy that, mm. that happens mm-hmm. in that story. It's a very yeah. sad game. It's funny. Uh, Ori has that same oh. sort of quality. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very Ori-esque. But I would just say that in terms of the story and the characters and, and, and Kana herself, she's just not that memorable. It's more about the world she mm-hmm. exists in. And and I would say that that uh, kind of extends to the gameplay. The gameplay is good, but it's it's very much like other third-person action combat games you played before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily stand out in, in that regard, but it also doesn't falter. It's just very much... It's clear that the, the developers behind the game, Ember Lab, they're more... Uh, you know, keyed toward creating these beautiful worlds, these amazing mm-hmm. character animations, right? Rather than telling an amazing story or developing the most interesting gameplay ever. Man, that 
that murders me because yeah, but um, I would still recommend it. Don't be, I don't yeah. want to sound too negative. No. I would recommend it, but it's just don't expect anything. If you played a bunch of third person action adventure games, I have. Yeah, yeah, which you have. <laughs> yeah, don't necessarily. It's like expect. a modern PS2 platformer. It sort of yeah. reminds me of a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird because you know in the in the Halo discussion we talked about how much the industry has changed, and I think that that is true here. I think in a different time in a different place, I would probably play through. Kina, Kenna, right. and enjoy it, but I feel like so much is competing for my attention mm-hmm. that, like, even though you have a lot of good things to say about the game, mm-hmm. I, I, it's like not putting it above the other things that are on my list, Joe, and that's sure. a shame. And I, I, right. I think that's happening for other people too. You know what's funny for me is that that's actually one of the things that that made it so appealing to me. Mm. Like, I, I actually find it very cozy to play a game in 2021. That feels like it was a game that could have come out during the PS2 generation. Oh, absolutely! It's not trying to absolutely. overextend itself. Yes, it's not bending over backwards to innovate. It's just a good 3D action platformer with good combat, and mm. and it kind of actually, in that sense, reminds me of a game I reviewed back during the Game Explain days before I left, uh, Trials of Mana, the mm. remake for yeah. Trials of Mana. Yeah, I, I gave it a, a great rating. I loved it, yeah. uh, I, or I really liked it, I should say, and. One of the things I liked about it was that it was just a damn good example of a game that could have come out in the PS2 era. Mm-hmm. And But there's something very cozy uh, that I find about that. Like right. I, Sometimes I find that, that games, modern games, try too much to be everything, try yes. too hard to do something different when maybe all you need to do is just be a damn good game. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think what you're saying has a lot of merit. Uh, yeah. And I, are, I th- yeah, I'll go ahead. We are also... <laughs> We're also definitely boomers in the sense that, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we come from a very particular time of gaming. And right. uh, you're reminding me of my experience with ukulele, which oh, mm-hmm. um, I definitely think there is a lot to be critical of in ukulele, but sure. I ended up having a blast with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think I, liked I played it. through it like two years ago. And I, it was like, I like this probably more than it deserves because it's making me. Be that kid with the Nintendo 64 yep. again. You know, yeah. it's, it's giving me that feeling. And so there's definitely appeal for me there. You're right. like, it plays like a PS2 game. That is not necessarily an insult. It could be a huge yeah. point of praise. And so I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, for me, that was a point of praise. And it still is after having finished it. I think the main thing that I was primarily disappointed by was just kind of how uninteresting the story is. The gameplay I actually enjoyed just fine. Mm. The the movement feels good. Kana's double jump feels just like the way she kind of does a little twirl and mm-hmm. you can feel kind of the way she pushes the air from mm-hmm. underneath. Like it's, it feels good to play. The combat feels good. Um, and, and it actually, there's a bit of an, I would say almost like a Darks, I hate saying this, I hate using this this comparison, because everybody says the Dark Souls of whatever, yeah. but there is kind of a, almost a Dark Souls-esque level of punishment where the game really does, on the on the standard difficulty, it expects you to pay attention and learn the timing for parrying and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really pay attention to what Kana can do and, and use all of her different moves, because when you take damage in that game, you take a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. It can be very punishing, and some of the boss fights are genuinely difficult mm. and i actually i, I like that about it yeah. it's, it's not a game where you can just kind of you know turn your brain off and and spam all everything you have and win which I'm by the way this. is kind of a uh a kind of a complaint i, I have about guardians i, I don't feel as was though i exactly, have to yep. i was thinking of guardians uh-huh. as you were having this conversation yep. <laughs> yeah no yeah. kana makes you learn it and pay attention in a way guardians does not yeah you can just spam all of your guardian powers in in, in most fights in that game so far and come out on top yeah whereas it's, yeah it's so weird because when I did the Guardians preview, mm-hmm. it wasn't 
at the very beginning of the game. Oh, okay. It was like later in. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh man, like actually doing all of this, like it feels pretty challenging mm-hmm. and tricky. And it's like then playing the full game, it's like, no, it's not that it's big not. of a deal. Yeah. They they take you through it step by step. And once you have all those pieces, it's yeah. But so it definitely it was misleading. Yeah, but but Kano really makes you learn its mechanics in in, in a way mm-hmm. that I find refreshing. It, it's it's challenging enough without being outright bang your head against the wall frustrating. Like I say, it has that Dark Souls element to it, but it's not as punishing as an actual Dark Souls type mm-hmm. game. Um, and and another thing I like about it is it does kind of scratch that that collectathon itch. I love games like Banjo Kazooie, yes. Ukulele, like you mentioned, where there are. The world is big, but not so big where it feels like you get that paralysis of analysis where, where I do with some open world games where there's just too much to do. Mm-hmm. The The world is large enough to be enjoyable to explore, but not so large that it feels like collecting mm-hmm. everything in each region ever gets to be too much of a, of a task. Yeah, it's It's very much from that school of game design where it's like, hey, yeah, here are segmented areas in this overall world that you can explore and find all these different things in. But it's not an open world game, mm-hmm. and I find that to be very refreshing. Yeah, yeah, I I'm with you. I um, not that I can't enjoy open world games, or I don't like that format. Right. I absolutely do. I very much enjoyed uh, the openness uh, of Halo, but even even Halo, I, I sort of agree with you. Where there's this there's this good balance between giving you stuff to explore but making it contained enough that yeah, it doesn't exactly. feel endless. Yeah, that, that it, it is a very fine line. I actually think that is part of the reason why like something like Metroid Dread is so satisfying. Right. Where it just is so dialed in to where you have that constant feeling of discovery, but there is uh, you're you're also contained in a way that mm-hmm. is uh yeah. productive. Right? Like right. you you get through you can get through Metroid in uh like less than 10 hours, but that time it it leaves you so full and i love that yeah i love that feeling i I feel much the same way about uh, my my second favorite game of all time is okami and i Mm. I like to say that it's my favorite 3d zelda because it is in my opinion the absolute pinnacle of pre-breath of the wild 3d zelda game design and it, it it's that it's it hits that balance like you said just now where by the end of it all, you feel like you've been on this world-spanning epic adventure and you've seen every single corner of this massive world that is interconnected, but it's interconnected by smaller, more digestible areas mm-hmm. that you can enjoy exploring one at a time as opposed to having it all laid out before you at once, yeah. like Breath of the Wild or mm-hmm. something like that. And I think there's uh, there's something to be said for games that that do a really good job of pacing out the presentation of the world in a way that doesn't just make you go like oh my god there are a billion different places i could go i don't know what to start with i kind of like being guided a little bit yeah yeah Yeah, i agree brad Hmm. um man both of your games are kind of making me feel the exact same way okay uh where i have not been able to play, but play you want them, to. but I want to uh, because I've, I have played some Resident Evil 4 VR and I've loved it. Ooh, and you've been diving into it. I don't know. Yes. Have you had a chance to finish it or no? Okay, I'm at the castle right okay, now. Nice. So I'm like five hours in, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I haven't played a proper playthrough of RE4 since like PS2, I think. Oh, okay. so it's been a long time since I'm like, like I beat the shit out of this game when it came out on GameCube. <laughs> yeah, I just replayed it. Like a couple of months ago, yeah, so I'm, it's, I'm, nice. it's, yeah. it's been a long time for me, so I like forget a lot of things, which nice. has been great. But just playing this game in VR, man, has been quite an experience. It's pretty. It seems it's like it pretty would be nuts. Awesome. It is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I want to try it. Yeah, like oh. I booted it up for like the first hour, and I was like, "This is cool." 
but I'm not like super hooked yet. Mm, okay. But then there's this moment that was the aha moment for me in this game is there was a part where I had like someone on the ground. I had a knife in my left hand yeah. and my gun in my right <laughs> hand. I was cutting some dude while he's on the ground. Then I was shooting another at the same time. I'm like, <laughs> this is the kind of shit that I want out of this game. Something yep. I could not do in the original. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just changed the game completely for me. That's mm-hmm. cool. Another sick thing about it is the immersive mode. I'm sure you've messed with this. Is like how it's laid out, how you access everything. Mm. So you have your main weapon, your yep. your pistol, whatever, and then you have like a secondary weapon, which is like your shotgun or your sniper rifle. The pistol is on your hip, and you actually reach for it and you pull it out. I think I don't know if I did immersive mode or if I so did the other mode. So this is like when you're standing up. Oh, okay. I play oh. mostly standing up. Okay. I've only played sitting down. That's interesting. Okay. And you have your ammo pouch on like your left hip. So you like reach to it. You pull the clip out. You like put it in the gun. So you cool. cock it. Mm-hmm. You're like your heavier weapons on your back. You pull that out. You got your shotgun. You yeah. shoot it. You like actually do that. And you put <laughs> yeah, like a shell in it. It's just super sick. Yes. Just doing these small things that make a world of difference. And right. oh, that's, that's moving cool. around and being able to like turn back and like shoot while I'm still moving forward. Just stuff you could not do in the original game has been really awesome. Yeah. In, in my experience with it, um, you kind of mentioned about doing the, the different actions with the guns. And something that I find like VR games can struggle with, even Half-Life Alex, I think, mm-hmm. did struggle with this, is that like they'll have you do an action like with a shotgun and reloading it. And it's like, okay, this works like 80% of the time sure. or like less That's than like that. That's like the sniper rifle for me. Okay. It's a little wonky and I wish it was a little better. Okay. Because right. in my experience so far, I feel like things in terms of controls, mm-hmm. It was really well thought out and things made sense to the point where I wasn't constantly fighting with it. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. definitely a learning period where you're mm-hmm. still kind of like, uh, yeah, like sure. fumbling, but sure. once you dial in, it's pretty sick. It's pretty yeah. seamless. And like, it's something you think about a lot more. Like this was definitely happening in Alex. Alex is very like this. Like the act of reloading your weapon is such a bigger deal yeah. compared to the original RE4. You know, mm-hmm. you just shoot and you push like what B and it's just like, Leon does it really fast. Yeah. This time I'm like, I got to do it in this one moment. Like, right. Got to pull this grenade off my chest and throw it, throw it properly cool. and not right. hit Ashley or something. Uh-huh. It's been wonderful. Leon! Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so cool because, like, you have the familiarity of RE4. And right. obviously, you know RE4 is, is, is a masterpiece of a game. But, like, the playing it in VR does this wonderful thing where it feels both familiar in the way that you want it to feel mm-hmm. familiar, but it also feels... New. Brand new. Yeah. Well, just being cool. able to, like... Look around an area, it feels completely different than when I played yeah. on the original one. Like yeah. I was in an area, there was like the like the tram things that goes down that you ride on, you mm-hmm. shoot guys off, yep, and yep, the yep. castles in the background, and like just the scope of being able to look down and see like really far down and like seeing the castle so far cool. away. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like selling VR to people who haven't played VR is like mm-hmm. always harder, but right. it's been really fun. Yeah, no, you're definitely making me realize like. Because RE4 is just such a uh, such a tightly paced game, mm-hmm. and you kind of get in this mindset, and it controls so tight that, like, you kind of you reach this point where you're just like, oh, okay, there's a barrel there, hit it, pick up the thing, yeah. shoot the guy. You just kind of go right. You yeah. get tuned to that, and in VR. I, I've had more of an appreciation for like, oh, this like little shack. Like I'm looking around it. I'm, I'm yep. I, I'm I feel more appreciative of the atmosphere yeah, in a definitely. way that is super nice. That's yeah. what's been sick about because like I played the, so cool. the original to death back mm-hmm. in the day so just getting this new view it feels like a different game. Yeah. And yeah I, th- I think they, they made decisions that make sense without going too far like it's neat that you like when you go up to the typewriter you actually like type on I do like that and yeah. like 
(laughs) They don't go too crazy with the QTEs and stuff like that. Mm. And if there are some, they're super easy. Mm -hmm. You know, you like do this or whatever, and that's about it. How do you feel about it kind of taking you out of the first person for QTEs and stuff like that? It's uh, it doesn't really bother me that much, honestly, because like I don't know if I'd want to even do that in first person. Yeah, like the right. Krauser fight in first person would be super <laughs> oh, weird. I really want to. Oh man, I want to see what the you Krauser s- fight is like. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cutscene, I think. No, no, no. But like doing that fight. Yes, yeah, but yeah. it's so like crazy the shit they do in the cutscene. Yes. Like doing that actually would be right. super weird. Right. Like, that sure, would be. Sure, sure. Yeah. It would lose a lot of the. A lot of it, I guess, because it is a spectacle, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Imagine but I see a, you're saying. Imagine a VR version of Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes where Snake is, you know, hopping off missiles and doing all this ridiculous <laughs> stuff. But, but uh, from be, a first-person perspective, that would be wild. Ash, you probably don't know this. Ben hates that game. I don't like the Twin Snakes. Oh, I, I, it's definitely a, that's a, an opinion I've heard shared a yeah, lot. I, it's, it's kind of a running joke around here. Oh, I'm really? not actually, yeah. I think if you didn't play the original... Or love the original so much, like yeah. Ben does, and a lot of us do. Yeah, you can totally. look past a lot of it, and you'd be like, "What's the big deal?" So, Metal Gear Solid One is is and has been like pretty much for it's ever. <laughs> uh, I definitely flirted with Dark Souls being my favorite game for a long time, but it's Metal Gear Solid One, oh, nice. and uh, I, it is. It, I I hold that game in such esteem mm-hmm. that sure. like. It's a game that I am not reasonable about. You know, like everybody totally has that it. game totally. where it's like, yeah. no, like. The twist stakes sucks. It's this way. It should be this way. They change. They yeah. should yeah. be changed. Yeah. So I I realize my own uh, ridiculousness with it. But sure. yeah, that that well, MGS one is the one that's close to the like, best. I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Yeah, it's like me with the Star Wars special editions. It's like <laughs> uh-huh. this is bullshit. Yeah, I don't want this. Yeah. It is. That is just definitively bullshit. Though. Yeah. Like, but yeah. it's like same feeling. Yeah. yeah but because yeah. you know, there's people that grew up watching those, and they're like, mm. "What's wrong with it?" Okay. Right, right, right. I got you. They're not invited on the show. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. You better be careful. No. Uh, yeah, the Twin Snakes is kind of a kind of a running joke. Yeah. But uh, I should revisit it. I hope. So this is on Quest Two only right now. Mm. I hope mm-hmm. down the line it comes to PSVR or whatever yeah. the hell they're doing and other things because it's it's really great. Yeah. And I really love it. And if you're a Resident Evil fan, it's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. If you are a Resident Evil fan, you have the chance to do yeah. this. Do this completely. Yeah. I, dude, I've got to see that movie. <laughs> oh, I've, heard, I've heard not good things. I, I know. Yeah, I but know I what I'm getting it. into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bad? Well, you can have a good time. I'm gonna okay. have a good. I, I love, think I'm gonna have a good time. I love movies exactly just, like that. Okay, just, it's not great. Yeah, but you can have fun. Yeah. I watched it with Mike in a movie theater, and we had fun. Yeah, but it's nice. Bad. That's awesome. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with it, but uh, in the little that I have played the Quest Two, I've actually been pretty impressed mm-hmm. with it as a platform, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of. Just visual quality and how things feel. How, what was your take on it? Oh, yeah. In so, other VR Yeah, devices. I mean, my experience with VR is, um, what what did we have before the, we had the Oculus, not before Quest or whatever. It was the wired one. We had that. Yeah. And we have an index. We have an index, yeah. Which is good. I like yeah. Valve Index. Mm-hmm. And I, I played a lot of PSVR. And I think it's good. It's Obviously, there's no cable, so it's really cool. You yeah. know, it's just free. I definitely did the thing where I tried to move my fingers yep, like I did Alex, that too. Oh, I did that and too. And I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But it's like not that big of a deal for me yet. Yeah. But I do miss that. But it's been pretty sweet so far. Like, I don't want to buy one because I just don't want another VR thing. But yeah. if you like Resident Evil 4, it's pretty damn good. It's yeah. pretty sick. It, it's funny because like 
I have I haven't even and this is coming from me, right? Not I'm not mm-hmm. known for my I'm not wise with money, but with all of that said, I, I haven't even played that much of Resident Evil 4 VR. Mm-hmm. And if somebody were to if you if you are a gigantic Resident Evil fan, mm-hmm. like gigantic, I mean like you love the series and you have the ability to, to play it. Play it, you should. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. It, you, you guys talking about this just reminded me. I, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around this whole new world that's now open to me, having a good PC that I'm about yep. to set up. Oh, it's the yeah. best world. And yeah, I, and I didn't even world. think about the fact that I can now finally play VR on something that isn't PlayStation VR, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to add like 20 wires to my setup, but yeah. VR has always been a huge blind spot for me as a Mac mm-hmm. user, Yeah, because, you know, it's, I'm, I'm on a Mac. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it's not very supported. But I'm now realizing that I, the whole VR blind spot I have is now mm-hmm. going to be I need to get a, a, a set, of course. Yeah. But it's now going to be something I can explore. And, and to date, the only games I played in VR are uh, Res Infinite. Actually, the only one is Res Infinite mm-hmm. on a PS4 Pro, which was amazing. Yeah. Incredible. But it made me want to play more VR. You have to play Half-Life, Alex. I've heard really yeah. good things. You have to, you have to you play Astrobot. You'll really like Astrobot. Um, what if I have an aversion to, like, head crabs hitting me in first person? Should I, should I still play it? Do I, I... It's hard for me to <laughs> just answer shoot that question. Because <laughs> <Shoot him, okay. laughs> it, it's, it's, terif- it, it it's terrifying. Like, it is, I, it... I was terrified in Metroid Prime when okay. the Metroids you know, get on Samus's visor. That As somebody who has intense arachnophobia... Um, Same. Okay, I do too. Uh, I, I like. I don't want to like have you do something because there's. It's funny because like I enjoy being scared, right? But there's yeah. there's this fine line it's between like yeah, and if you if you have a legit phobia of something that it makes you uncomfortable, like obviously I don't want to do that here. And That's me and spiders, yeah, yeah, no, it it's hard because there are moments in Alex that are freaky, mm-hmm. but if you can handle it, they're also mm-hmm. incredible. Okay, the okay. yeah. Good. So I, I'm I'm. It was our it was our 2019 game of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. So, yeah. 2020. 2020? 2020. I have lost okay. all concept of time. Last wow. year was weird. Uh, yeah, sure was. <laughs> but uh, I will say this. The quest is super convenient, and that's yes. really cool. Yes. It's like nice. the it's like the best way to show off VR to someone who doesn't mm-hmm. have VR, who's like yes. never seen VR, because okay. it's just like no wires. You just put yes. it on their head. Boop. There you go. It's oh, that's cool. It's, it, is, it has solved a lot of the problems that yeah. I had uh, previously with VR. Because we were talking about it. I don't know if we talked about it on air or not, but... There were times with PlayStation VR where it's like, Such I don't want to do this because I don't want to like drag all the stuff. Yeah, that same with same, yeah, yeah, that, same that was why I never yeah. picked one like, up. I'm hoping PSVR two. There were some sick games on PSVR, but like yeah. I won't argue that it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, like yeah. Astrobot was sick. I want to survive. Star Wars Squadron yeah. VR was Playroom was amazing, dude. Star Wars Squadron's VR was so sick. I still I haven't loved done it. That. I got oh, to do man. it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Cool. Um. The last thing I want to talk about is this is just going to be a brief one because uh, it's been a while since I've played it. But I was like, oh, I should mention this. Um, and I have not been playing it as much of it as I would like. But I have really enjoyed the Animal Crossing update oh. uh, and the little that I've messed around with nice. the uh, paid expansion. And Animal Crossing New Horizons was a game that I got so much joy out of and my wife Loved it, which is awesome, mm-hmm. and that's something that we've kind of shared together. But it was a game that we really got frustrated with, where it's like, we love this game, but we want more to do, and mm-hmm. why isn't this there, and why isn't that there? And I feel like with this update, you know, not that it like has solved everything, right? But it's been, it's felt substantial in a way where, like, 
they've they've finally added gyroids. They've made it so you can build these co-ops and you can get people in and you don't have to wait for them. Oh and my it's god! Just, really? Yeah, it's just like there's so many things that it's done where I feel like in terms of convenience, it's made a lot of things more convenient and it's added more to do in the sense that like maybe any one of those things on their own isn't incredible, but mixed in with all of the other stuff mm-hmm. in Animal Crossing, it's finally reached a point where I'm, I'm like getting that like, oh, this is a new discovery, this is a new discovery. Um, and I, I feel like when I log in, it's like I have this pretty long checklist of things that I want to accomplish, cool. and I love That's that. Cool. And so it's kind of um, reignited that joy of Animal Crossing. Nice. Uh, and the, the Vacation Home DLC, I've only designed one so far but i took such joy because <laughs> i was talking about this with my wife and i was like something that is both satisfying and frustrating with animal crossing is you'll get like a piece of furniture or something right and you'll be like i want to make this theme in yeah. this room of yeah, my yeah, house yeah. and you'll be so in love with the idea but you won't quite have what you need <laughs> to pull oh. it off right mm-hmm. And so you'll you'll have this like frustration of like it's not quite complete, and of course that makes it satisfying when you do actually get something that fits in there. But what's nice about designing these vacation homes, it's like I have everything I need, and now I can just spend the time making it look exactly as I want to. And so it it provides this avenue of uh, like completing a, a design thing if you're into that in a way that is that is mm-hmm. great, and also just seeing. These wonderful dumb little villagers, like their faces light up, it <laughs> definitely gives you a nice wholesome sure, sense yeah. of, of satisfaction. Sure, yeah. Um, and so I don't, I don't have a ton to say about it, unfortunately. But I did just want to bring it. up. I've been thinking about coming back to this game and trying it. Yeah. Because I have the Switch Online thing because I'm stupid and I wanted to play in 64 games. Yep, same, <laughs> same, and same. Like, yeah. But and I, I haven't played Animal. Plan, I played Animal Crossing for like a week or two when it came out. Okay, and I was just like, hey, it's, it's not doing it for me. So what's awesome with you is not only is there stuff in this update that will be brand new to you, but there's stuff in other updates I don't think you've seen that. Will, be I have not seen a lot in this mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and so Brad, I think you'll come back and yeah. you'll be it'll be a whole new world. Yeah, I think I just get I would get bored in Animal Crossing. Yeah, I, I think I too. just wanted more from it. Like I was kind of disappointed how much stuff you couldn't actually interact with in a meaningful way. Yeah, yeah, that's super fair. Um, I feel like my perspective on it is a little bit skewed. Sure. And the way that I would recommend, if you could, is, like, I share an island with my wife, and so yeah. it's like, oh, we can send, like, gifts to each other, or, like, we can sure. work on a project together. And so I think that element yeah. uh, definitely helps. So I had I had that element on the original GameCube, mm. I played that with like a bunch of my like three of my other friends. We had, we're all in cool. town, so yeah. like that to me was that Animal Crossing moment because it was brand new to us and it was really That's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. But just like I've come back over time and I'm just kind of wanting more from it. But I think I just need to look at the game in a different way. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it Animal Crossing can fit. It's if you. If you kind of make Animal Crossing like your game, it can be very frustrating where like you kind of get in that mindset, right? And I, I love like mm-hmm. accomplishing things in games or checking things that's off the list. I can get into this mode where I'm like, ah, oh, that's so satisfying. Animal Crossing purposely keeps you at arm's length, right? Where it's like, yeah. okay, you paid us money to do this thing. Now you have to wait an entire day or two to, for mm-hmm. this yeah. thing to actually happen. Or I think it's just yeah. the day, whatever it is. Um but if you kind of make it this game where you're like, I'm just going to zone out and chill, 
There's no better yeah. candidate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you play a, a match of Halo and it's super shitty, go into Animal <laughs> yeah. Crossing. And, yeah. even, and what's nice about Animal Crossing is I feel like it is so directionless that you can kind of make your own time. Where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just going to play for 15 minutes and yeah. see what's in the store. Like, that can yeah. be fun, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I just like I I respect the hell out of Animal Crossing as a series, and, and mm-hmm. there's a reason it's so beloved. But I just yeah. I feel like I kind of got my fill in the handheld entries. I played I played mm-hmm. a lot of Wild World and I played a lot of New Leaf, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I've gotten my fill. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I uh, and unfortunately, one of my first t- uh, experiences with New Horizons was at a PAX preview event and animal mm. crossing is not a game that demos well <laughs> right, it, it's yeah. just not the kind of game that ever demos well right mm-hmm. especially when you have you know a nintendo rep basically guiding you through the very small number of things you're allowed to do in a demo anyway yeah and it's just not a great demo game but i just i played a little bit of new horizons and i'm just like you know what i'm so glad this exists for people who still can't get enough animal crossing but mm-hmm. i just kind of feel like i've had my fill i get that that's get just kind of where i'm at with it yeah, I, I I go in phases with stuff like that. Like, I feel like I've had that mentality with Mario Kart before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, mm-hmm. I've done this, but at the same time, you know, I was just playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe recently, and it's like, yeah, that so game is fun. so good. It's, <laughs> it's still so, good. I just so like, fun. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get that. I understand for sure, especially if you've played um, a lot of the other stuff. It's not that there isn't, there aren't new things in New right. Horizons worth praising, right. sure. but I think the general like mindset is is very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, I get and that. there are people who you know I've talked to who feel the same way about Smash. They're tired of hearing about Smash, new Smash characters in Nintendo in Nintendo Directs, and you know they get they feel like they played enough Smash. And I they're don't kind of understand over it. those people. I, I don't either. I could play Smash to the day I die yeah. and never get tired of it. No, but I get there are people who well, I have, doesn't like Smash. Yeah, and, and that yeah. that is that is absolutely. Fine, of yeah. course. Like you yeah. don't need to like smash. You know, I. But you do. I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it either. Every, I'll never understand. Every it. time I play Smash, I'm like, I should just play way more Smash. The game, so yeah, fun. is just it's a just celebration so of happy. joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things that one of those very rare things that as an adult it hasn't lost any of its luster for me ever yeah. since it did as a kid when Smash sixty four came out. Yeah, like like my my reaction to Sora getting in Smash was. Like people, I was just I popped off. I mm-hmm. I was screaming. I was so happy. And it's mm-hmm. not. It's the rare game that can make me pop off like that yeah. as an adult. And Smash still has that total purity for me. It's that kind of wide eyed like. <laughs> yeah, I'm how cool so is that Mega Man about- Final Smash and, and Mega Man's trailer? <laughs> yeah. Mega Man's trailer. You know, like that's just one of those few games that still has the ability yeah. to make me feel like a kid on Christmas morning. Well, and they they bring it, man. Like think about all of <laughs> yeah. the cool characters they've added over the, yeah. the passes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just one of those things in life where it's like, it does not compute. Like, you, not liking Smash, my brain can't process it. I, can't I believe either. you. I think yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But I just what's don't What's wrong get it. with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making me think of that uh, Reggie clip. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, what's wrong with uh, you? There was, oh, you mentioned the um, the guided, like, Nintendo demo. And it's oh. so funny because, like, these people are just doing their jobs. Uh-huh. But, like, there's a piece of you on the inside, right? Like, they're not doing anything wrong, but you're like, honey, I've been playing Nintendo games my whole life. Like, you don't have to tell me yeah. what a... The, the, I'm old. You, I know how to do yeah. this. You don't have to tell me what a Pokemon is. Yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, demoing Link's Awakening Remake, like, you know, as you said, they're just doing their job. Yeah, but yeah. But it's yeah. like, yeah. 
I was playing Link's Awakening on my Game right, Boy when right. I was like eight, you know, come on, like right, I know right, what I'm right. doing. And then when I would go, like, you know, because of my encyclopedic knowledge of, of Link's Awakening, when I would like kind of cheat the demo by doing things that, you know, that are clearly outside of where they want you to explore, mm-hmm. because I know the exploit, it's like, <laughs> then they don't like that so much, but they're mm-hmm. also willing to just hold your hand, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but... They're all doing their jobs. You can't yeah. ever get upset. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's no, no, no. Yeah. It's not upset. It's just, yeah. like, mildly humorous. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to ask this, like, this whole episode. Is that a Final Fantasy VIII necklace? It's a Final Fantasy X necklace. X, yeah. okay. Why was I thinking VIII? Yeah. Yes. Because well, yes. he has the Lionheart one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used okay. to have that one. I, okay. I used to have that one, and I had a Sora crown uh, necklace as well. But they both broke, and this one has endured for... I've had this forever. I feel ashamed that I said eight and not ten. I should have known that. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're similar enough, uh, uh, similar-wise. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, man. No, hey. I, I'm trying. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is time, Ash, for the Hotake. Ah! Uh, and what we do here, we're getting into the, the later portion of the show, and I bring something to you guys, right? Generally a question. Okay. Um, and I, I kind of have us collectively mull over it. Um, and for this one, I kind of went back and forth, but since this is going to be, uh, it, it's kind of like a, an, an end of the year episode. Um, I was thinking to myself, how are you going to remember gaming in 2021? Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is kind of a weird year mm. where right. I've played a ton of things that I've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I, I, some people have said that this hasn't been a great year for gaming. I don't agree with them. I think it's been a very good year for yep. gaming. Mm-hmm. But it's been, admittedly, a, a bit of a different feeling yeah, year been. for gaming where it's like there are soup, things that I definitely enjoyed, but... I don't know if there have been things that like have really defined the year for me uh, in a way that like like God of War did or like Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. or Persona Five yeah. in, in right. quite the same way. It's kind of hard to articulate what I'm saying. No, yeah, I think no, I agree. That. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I wonder um, how what you guys are going to take away from it and what your feelings are. Maybe you'd feel more negatively about it than I do. Oh, I feel good about this year. There's yes. a lot of great stuff. I played a lot of rad stuff. There has not been like that moment of this game I've been waiting like five years for mm-hmm. that finally happened. Like last year was finally a set remake for me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's time, baby. Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of that. There's there's been no huge tentpole release for me on the level of something like FF7 remake or Smash Ultimate or something where it's like that is that is the year of this specific game. Mm-hmm. I certainly have my favorite games that I played this year, as I mentioned. You know, Ratchet and Clank, mm-hmm. Metroid Dread. Um, but I, yeah, th- this has been kind of like a, not an off year, because as you were just saying, there's been a lot of great stuff to play this year, yeah. and I and I don't feel bad about 2021 as a year of gaming. Right. But I think uh, any any shortcomings I feel are probably more due to my own filter. I've, I've struggled a lot with my mental health this year, mm-hmm. so I think for me, this year has been kind of focused on pandemic recovery mm-hmm. and kind of just like getting back to some sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't necessarily been as heavily defined uh, by the specific games I played. Mm, sure. Also, you know, I've been in the midst of, of you know, running and starting Good Vibes Gaming. Mm-hmm. And as a fledgling channel and fledgling business, that obviously takes a lot of yep. focus away right. from just playing games. Yeah, right? It's course. like, you know, it takes a lot of focus, just the administrative part of just building a community and building a channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I think a lot of my 2021 has been focused on things that are 
kind of ancillary to my core gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't feel as though I've had as much time that I, as I normally would to focus on just the gaming part of gaming. It's been more yeah. building this channel and, you know, kind of navigating my mental health as it relates to the pandemic mm-hmm. and such. But with that said, I have played a ton of great games this year and I don't feel bad about game, you know, I don't feel bad about gaming in 2021. It's mm-hmm. just kind of, it does lack that kind of tentpole release. But I guess the closest one for me would have been Metroid Dread. And mm-hmm. I was not in any way disappointed whatsoever by that game. I loved it. Are you a No More Heroes guy? Um, Like casual. Okay. Steve is. Steve is, uh, of us, of the GVG crew, Steve is like the hardcore No More Heroes mm. fan. I, I've... I feel like I because No More Heroes Three is a is a game of the year candidate for me, and I feel like I'm alone on this No More Heroes Three island. Interesting. Um, I feel like Steve. Yeah. I, I know he was he was hyped out of his mind for No More Heroes yeah. Three, and I think he ultimately and and you know you'd have to ask him directly, but he ended up liking it. I mean, he gave it a positive review on our channel, yeah. um, but I don't know if it's game of the year material for him. Oh, man, I, I really I really mm. liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I have not seen that opinion, I feel like, widely reflected. So it mm-hmm. might just be a me thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about Metro Dread, another one for me that is, is absolutely no question in a Game of the Year candidate. Loved that game. Um, I feel like what is interesting with doing this job and evaluating games um, and, and doing Game of the Year, mm-hmm. you have so many games that I feel like uh, are great and deserve a ton of praise and get recognition in the moment. But... You know, five years later, ten years later, they don't really mm-hmm. get remembered in in the same way. And it's not that people don't love them, mm-hmm. but you know, I think it takes a very <laughs> special type of game, or even just a special type of moment. Sometimes it's just being right. the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Do you think, you know, five years from now, ten years from now, we'll be looking back and be like twenty twenty one Metroid Dread, like, and it'll just come to us like that? I don't think it'll come to us like that. Okay. But I think if we looked mm-hmm. at back at some games on there, we're like, oh, Hitman 3, sick. Oh, yeah. Village, sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so. I think actually Metroid Dread for me will, and not, and, and this isn't to sell the game itself short because it is, as we said, fantastic, but I think 2021 will always be remembered for me as the year Metroid Dread became a reality because of the story. Yeah, the, yeah. Because I was there 17 years ago mm-hmm. when we all first heard about it and then it disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember that. I remember hearing about Dread for the first time, that little uh, that little Dread call out in Metroid Prime 3, the scan log. Like, mm-hmm. I was there for that. So yeah. for it to have disappeared for 17 years and then, you know, to have uh, experienced that reveal during the E3 mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct, you know... A lot of people who weren't there for that history would be like, oh, hell yeah, a new Metroid game. But, yeah. you know, that we was were me. there. I didn't even know about that. Oh, I was fair like, enough. oh, okay. Si- like, I really like Metroid. I played a lot of them, but I didn't know about Dread, like Project Dread yeah. and all that stuff. And so, it was so something I, I had did. not thought about or encountered in a long time. And so, but yeah, Bloodworth was, right. was like, yeah. whoa, Dread? I was right. like, what? <laughs> when I saw Dread, we all were like, holy yeah. shit, it's real. How did that happen? Yeah. And I, there aren't that many games with like such a long and storied, you know, twisty turny history yeah. that I mean, like I, I think the only thing that could maybe compare to me in terms of, of something that once existed and then unfortunately disappeared was Mega Man Legends three. <laughs> and that if that ever happened, that would be like I That'd would remember huge. that year as the year of Mega Man Legends three. Right. In the same way that I do think I'll remember I'm gonna remember twenty twenty one as the year of Metroid Dread and the year of Sora getting into Smash. That's what it is. That's what it's gonna <laughs> nice. be for me. Sora being announced for Smash was a bigger deal to me than pretty much, I think, almost any individual game that could have been announced and released this year. Mm. Like, that was such a... He was always, like, my number two dream character besides okay. Mega Man, and I Smash is so big for me. You know, obviously, we've we've talked a lot about Mega Man 
Uh, I did not realize you were such a big Kingdom Hearts fan. That's cool. Oh, I am a massive Kingdom that Hearts fan. I love cool. anime. I mean, I I love I love <laughs> anime. What a great as way to things. summarize True. that. Yeah, that's Similar. the thing. Is the, I mean, you can't you like Kingdom Hearts is the animeest anime thing that ever animated. Yeah, right? you yeah. can't. Yeah, it's definitely. Just, and I love yeah. that about it. Yeah, absolutely. no, I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts guy. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Um, thinking about it, I it's interesting because I've I've definitely given a lot of nines this year. And it's like, I feel like I've played a lot of things that have reached this really high level of excellence. You know, I think Psychonauts 2 is great. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Metro Dread is great. Shimming on my Tensei 5, fantastic. Like, all of this stuff. But it kind of gets into that problem where I think there are a good number of things that have reached this level of quality. But I'm not necessarily sure which one is the best out of all. Of these. Mm. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. 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 It's going to be very difficult, I think, for me to actually land on a specific game of the year. Like I'm, I'm right now, I'm landing on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but mm-hmm. it's really hard not to give it to Metroid Dread. It's mm-hmm. like they're all very, yeah. It, it's it's hard to land on one that was like the clear, definitive. Like last year for me, it was obviously FF7 remake. I didn't even have to question it. Like for me, and I know I know opinions on that game very widely. I know some people hate it. It's I great. Adored it. Yeah, it's Thank awesome. You. I adored yeah. it. It's it was awesome. easily my game of the year. Yeah. This year's a bit different, and uh, but but I do think that 2022 is going to be another year of, of maybe some of those tentpole releases that I define oh my the year God. by, like yeah. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. I'm hyped out of my mind for Breath of the Wild 2, assuming it releases next year, which I do think it will. Um, Elden Ring. I, I, let's hope uh, Elden Ring. There you go. Not my thing personally, but I know people mm, are super th- excited for it. That's our thing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and and so I think 2021, I, I, I hesitate to call it like a, I don't want to call it a filler year or a gap year because there have been so many game, great games that came out this year, but it just didn't have that, other than Metroid Dread's return mm-hmm. and being a thing that existed again mm-hmm. after 17 years, yeah. there isn't much uh, other than that and Sora's release in Smash for me to personally define the year in gaming by, but that doesn't mean I think it was a bad year whatsoever. Yeah. I wonder how we're going to look back on Halo. I do too. Yeah. Because um, it's been like a, a very weird release almost. It's been mm. a, an incredibly bizarre release. I I think the thing that I am thankful for about Halo is like I make no mistake, walking away from Halo Infinite, both in terms of the multiplayer and the campaign, mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am extremely grateful for it. As somebody who adores Halo, it is a very special release to me. But bundled with that is this very weird release and all these problems that are going with it. And so, yeah, I do wonder what the memory of it will be. Yeah. And uh, sure, I, I hope it's a good one. Um, Me too. Especially th- given how, uh, like, the struggles. I'm not, like, a hardcore Halo fan, but I've certainly, yeah. you know, followed it over the years. Sure, and I know... Yeah. The struggles with Halo Four and Five and the fan the base kind of being, with Halo yeah. Infinite, yeah, and 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 not only then, you know, <laughs> so many people were let down by Four and Five, and then Infinite, you know, I followed its development, and it's taken so long, and mm-hmm. it's been very touch and go, and is it gonna deliver? Yeah, and it thankfully does seem as though that the Halo Infinite story is set up to have a happy ending. After all is said and done, it, it seems like it's what people, by can, and large, are hoping for. Considering the roller coaster of a ride that Halo Infinite has been on, it is yeah. amazing that it's as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but speaking of Halo, you know, and you mentioned, uh, Ratchet and we've talked about Metroid. I actually think really, if you look at it collectively, it's kind of, uh, uh, the year of returns, right? Cause mm. you have all of these sequels where you haven't Village. had a, a direct sequel in a very long time. Psychonauts. Right? Psychonauts, Psychonauts. No More Heroes 3. Of course there's Travis Strikes again, but I mean like, yeah, I know you know, you numbered 
you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Metroid, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Metroid, Ratchet and Clank, Halo. Right. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's 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 kind of nice because I can look at all of those and be like, yeah, those were all good. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you right. haven't really had that one that was like this colossal disappointment. Right. Right. Um, right. And so that that's good. That's yeah. That's always nice. It's been to see. sick games like Returnal. Yeah, yeah. Returnal. Right. Yep. Right. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a nice surprise. Bought- yeah. Last, not last night. Less than the night before I bought this store. Yeah, Huber 100%ed so. it. Nice. Um, send me a picture. I think the other thing that I'll it. probably, like, in hindsight, remember to, or, or recognize 2020 in gaming for is the year that that, placed, that PlayStation and Xbox both really doubled down on their increasingly divergent approaches to hardware. Yeah. You know, PlayStation is still going with that traditional hardware-based generational model, whereas Xbox is very much, hey, yeah, would love you to buy an Xbox, but really we're more of a service subscription-based yeah. model now, and you can have Game Pass on Xbox if you want it. You can have it on PC. You can play it through via the cloud on your phone or whatever yeah. if mm-hmm. you want. And that's, you know, PlayStation and Xbox have been trending in those opposite directions for a while now, but I think this is the year where it became... More than ever. ...really starkly apparent yeah. that they are going in two different paths, and I think the industry is going to be better off for it. Whereas, you know, and then Nintendo, of course, they've always done their own thing, and they're going to keep doing that, and they should. Yeah. But I think this is the first year where I've really felt like PlayStation and Xbox aren't just like, you know, buy the one that has the most exclusives you want. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you have to really think about this in terms of PlayStation's kind of going with that generational hardware model, and Xbox is more of a subscription service model. Yeah. And that's interesting to me. I'm really glad you brought up the the diversion approaches between PlayStation and Xbox because I would say the last year, maybe last two years, because um, I've 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 always enjoyed Xbox. I've been with Xbox since um, the original one, mm-hmm. but I feel, and this, this sounds so gross to say, but it's true. I feel better about and and I I enjoy just Xbox as a platform as a brand mm-hmm. right now in this moment more than I have in a while and I think that's mm-hmm. because of big things like Halo of course and Forza I really I, love Forza I have Rise to play Forza Horizon it is 5. fantastic I want to so badly. it does not matter it like uh, you're whether you're super into racing games and and and, and cars or not mm-hmm. it is it transcends all of that. It's just a spectacular. I'm a game. big arcade racers guy. So you, yes, I've yeah, never been in a motorsport, but I'm like in a Horizon. Yeah. I, I've, there's a big Ridge Racer shaped hole in my heart right now. <laughs> you have to, to you have to play it. It gotcha. is yeah. it is definitely fantastic. Um, but it's also little things like um, I'm big. I I play a lot of stuff on PC, and just with the nature of this job or. And just, like, having a wife and wanting to play games together on the TV, being able to bounce from my computer monitor to my Xbox Mm -hmm. with zero issue has been awesome. That's cool. The fact that, like, you know, all first-party games are on Game Pass, like, Xbox Game Pass on PC is so huge. It on Xbox is so huge. Even things like like Quick Resume. Like, there's there's been, like, a bunch of kind of minor things on their own that I think have added up to being, like, okay, mm-hmm. your your vision is really coming together and I mm-hmm. think is really strong right now uh, in a way that I, I super appreciate. Although, I will say, the Xbox Series X controller... Burns through AA batteries like nobody's business. Does I feel it? like, yeah, it, does. I, it is. I got the recharge one. Bad. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny. I have a recharge one too, I'm, but I it's like. Using batteries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little 
I need another one of those. Mm. Yeah. That's funny because, like, uh, like, on the other hand, I would cite the DualSense as one of the biggest selling points for me for the PS5, even mm. though you know, the battery life could be better for sure. Yeah. But, but that, for me, more than anything else when I got my PS5, that was my next-gen moment. When I played Astro's Playroom and I felt those adaptive well, triggers yeah. for the first time, yeah. and I felt the... I like to call it 4K rumble because it's like a step <clears throat> above the Switch's HD rumble. Yeah. When I first felt that, I'm like, okay, this this feels like a difference to me. Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, I initially had that response to it as well, but mm-hmm. then there was a frame trap not that long ago, like two or three episodes ago, maybe more than that, where Huber mm-hmm. was like, I think the dual sense is kind of overrated. And I was like, yeah, I mm-hmm. think I agree with you. And so don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I do think it is a good controller. Um and I don't know if it's it's the battery life or or what it is, but I haven't that initial sense of wonder. I think with the the feedback has I'd has say you totally get that faded. just from first party games used really yeah. well. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the Dual Sense. Like I remember when I played Demon Souls. Like even just like a small thing of lighting up your sword on fire, yeah. and like I felt it through the controller. That's I mean, cool. the way Returnal uses it is yeah, so Returnal, I mean, Returnal, yeah, Returnal uses it really it. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with Ratchet. Yeah. Ratchet uses it very well, uh, but it's definitely something where you get. Your mileage may vary with third-party games. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. Kena uses it, but not that much. Uh, same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's definitely not something where you're going to get the same amount of, like, support. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Uh, are we ready for some emails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I really like the emails that came in for this episode. Um, first one, a bit of a long one. Uh is from Michael. We're going to be talking about shooters. Very shooter-heavy episode. That's okay. Uh, Hello, Ben and the Allies. I've recently been thinking about the natural evolution of multiplayer shooters due to the recent releases of Halo Infinite and Battlefield 2042. I find multiplayer shooters are becoming more and more homogenized. For example, controls, movement, and speed, game modes, and battle pass progression are all nearly identical across the genre. Even small things are the same, like the group shot of your party or the best squad at the end of every match. Mm. That is that is very That's true. true. Yeah. Uh, for better or worse, these games are easier to pick up and play, but they don't feel very different from one another. I hmm. don't agree, I don't agree with, with that. that. Uh, okay. I, I see where you're coming from, but I, I do think they feel Yeah, I think uh, they all feel different. pretty different from each other. In the past, I loved how Call of Duty 4 felt different from Halo 3, which felt different from Warhawk, all of which are multiplayer shooters released in 2007. So I began thinking about how multiplayer shooters can have that differentiation again. Personally, I think there needs to be a greater diversity in game modes and match pace. Battlefield, Halo, COD, Apex, and other games have similar movements with snappy sliding, hurdling, and uh, aiming down the sights, which makes match pace and movement feel nearly identical. A jump in Halo Infinite isn't all that different from a jump in COD. Disagree. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, I, yeah, say. I really disagree yeah. with that. But in 2007, a jump in Halo 3 felt slow and floaty compared to COD 4's heavy small jump. Two, in this... Uh, person's defense you go and you like you play halo infinite and there is a an intense it is a very fast like you're sliding around you're hopping you're sprinting all the time you go and you play something like like halo 3 mm-hmm. or halo 2 you it's yeah it it's, feels it's very different, different. Yeah. yeah yeah but i still think I within still, the genre i think similar like things bled over yeah. to games but i still think they feel pretty different yes all yeah, three yeah, of them. sure yeah i played all three this year and they all feel different to me um, I also think it would be great for more games to get away from respawns and focus more on elimination-based modes outside of Battle Rails. I think back to elimination games like SOCOM or Counter-Strike being great alternatives to the uh, air, 
uh, arena shooters of that era. As we enter into the new generation that will likely be full of changes in the market trends, how would you inject, inject some variety into the multiplayer shooter genre? If you want games like Counter-Strike more, you should play Valorant. You can also more, play Counter-Strike. Counter -Strike. You can play Counter-Strike, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Valorant's much more in line with like Counter-Strike and that kind of uh, elimination right. mode. Right. I know that didn't come out this year, but it's still pretty new. Right. I, um, yeah, I think... I, I get where this uh, email is coming from, and I think there, there are some valid points yes. here. Um, but I think it just depends on how broadly you're looking at the genre. I actually think shooters as a whole uh, are pretty diverse right now, and even the ones that are, like, thriving, it's pretty diverse because, like, you talked about Elimination. Um, Rainbow Six Siege, mm -hmm. gigantic, has been gigantic for, for a very long time, right? And so that... That is a, an example of what you're talking about. Brad, you talked about Valorant. That's a good mm -hmm. point. Um, I get what you mean, though, in the sense of progression. Um, yeah, Battle Pass. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think, you know, there you can come up with this huge list of shooters, and it's like, oh, God, what do I have to do to grind this out? Mm -hmm. And so that, that feeling that mm -hmm. I think you're trying to describe, that sameness, does exist where it's like, okay, what is the monetization here? How committed am I to mm -hmm. this? Am I missing out? Like, all of these emotions that you have to wrestle with, it can get pretty annoying. And so I get that. And I do think that that all of them having that um, can definitely contribute to the feeling. Like, yeah, like, I'm looking at Apex Legends here, and it's like, oh, man, I would love to jump back into that, but I've missed so much. Like, what I right. even understand what's going on. And so I do think that there is this barrier... Um, yeah, the games of the past didn't have in the same way. Yeah, and games are also a long-term thing now. Like, you're not getting Halo 2 to Halo 3, like, a couple years of gaps. Like, you're not going to get right. Apex Legends 2, probably. And if you do, it's probably going to be a, a while till you get to that or right. something like that. It's like, these are long, ever-changing things. Right. Yeah. Like, Halo Infinite's here to stay for a yeah. while. It's not mm -hmm. going to be, there's, you know, probably not going to be a new Halo game yeah. separately from that for, you know, a good, good yeah. deal of time. Uh, there's not a whole lot I can say to this question because I don't play a lot of shooters myself straight up. Like the last Call of Duty I played with any sort of regularity was the original COD4. Mm -hmm. I dabbled briefly in Infinite Warfare. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, my thoughts on, on the differences between shooters stem very much from that era where I saw the Halo games of that time as being a little slower and floatier. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the email, they, I feel the same way. COD4 had that kind of small, heavy jump that was a little yeah. faster and... So that's where I'm coming at from this because I don't play a lot of shooters. Yeah. Um, and I only played the one round of Halo Infinite so far through Chrome where mm -hmm. I couldn't get a feel right. for the movement anyway. So it, it's it's hard for me to, to weigh in on this, but in terms of the homogenization of like the battle, pre battle pass approach, as I said before when we were talking about Halo Infinite, I've seen that approach in other service games like yep. Fall Guys where yep. it does feel like there's a bit of saniness to, to the progression. Yeah. Of, of games like that. And so I could see where they're coming from. But yeah, I haven't played Valorant or Apex or yeah. anything like that. So I can't yeah. really. Um, to, to add another layer to this conversation, there was definitely talk of people like, hey, it, Halo Infinite, it needs a Battle Royale. And it's like, I'm not opposed to mm -hmm. it getting a Battle Royale. But as somebody who isn't like, super incredibly into Battle Royales, uh -huh. I, don't, I don't think that's that's true. And like, I, I think what is what is so annoying is this copy and paste approach, and it's not that there can't be value or you can't do something cool with it. I actually do think you could do plenty of cool mm -hmm. things with the Halo Infinite mm -hmm. Battle Royale, but kind of what we were talking about in the Halo conversation, 
part of the reason this is fun is because it doesn't feel like Call of Duty or Battlefield mm-hmm. or other things. It feels like Halo. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I think it kind of championing that stuff uh, is more interesting to me. And it's also like Battle Royale came out and dominated because it felt so new and fresh and exciting. Yeah, right. And it's like, let's do that. Like, let's let's try new modes. Let's find that next thing. You mm-hmm. know, I think, I think sometimes it's a little depressing when it's like, what do they have? We need to have that too. It's just not. It's just yeah, not I mean, right. some games try yeah. like different things. Like uh, Battlefield, this new one had like that other mode. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, but Hazard it, Zone. Yeah, it's like kind of Battle Royale, but it's different. It has like a little different twist on yeah. it. So like, mm-hmm. there's some changes here and there. But yes, I agree. Like with Halo, especially, I think they needed to get the Halo core multiplayer right mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Then you can worry about Battle Royale if you right. want later on. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just like Halo is so loved because it has so many different modes that people would enjoy mm-hmm. and so it's like keep going that direction you know? yeah like i don't mm-hmm. know um next email comes in from ernie who says after getting annoyed by halo infinite challenges i wanted to go back and play <laughs> some destiny 2 i saw the expansions were on sale during black friday and thought hmm good deal it's so i i, I feel that way too because mm. i've been i think just you know bungie bungie I when I playing Halo, it has made me be like it's made me curious about Destiny again, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably true for a lot of people. Sure. Uh, I saw the expansions were on sale during a Black Friday, and I thought, hmm, good deal. However, I decided to just load up Destiny Two and play a little to try it out. After all, I haven't played the first Destiny Two raid, and I was max level at the time. Upon booting it up, it was so different from what I remember. My power level was eleven hundred. I remember the leveling system being different, and to keep this short, everything was so different. It was information overload. So many things to learn. I just uninstalled the game. Has this ever happened to any of you? Coming back and everything is different. Hmm. This actually happened to me uh, with Destiny, uh, where uh. last year, the year before, I got back into it. And it was uh, it was definitely a, a, a hill to climb. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh man, so much has mm-hmm. changed. Um, with Warcraft, whenever I jump back into World of Warcraft, oh sure, I I feel that way mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I remember TF2 was like that because I played a lot when it came out. Then I didn't play it for years. Then I came back and they had like all the new weapons mm-hmm. in there and all that stuff. And like that changed the game dramatically for me. Overwatch is another one where I feel like oh, I have sure, long enough yeah. gaps yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with my Overwatch time that I, it definitely... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It feels I don't different. play a lot of online multiplayer games sure. uh, outside of, like, Smash. So I honestly, yeah, I can't... The, the, the closest I can come to, like, having some something that compares to this feeling is, like taking too time too much time off from like a JRPG. Sure. Or like mm-hmm. a single player story yeah, driven game where you come back similar. and it's like, I don't quite remember all the mechanics and yeah. what was I doing in the story again? And then you just want to start over at that point. Don't but, you hate that dilemma that you have where you're like Yes. Should I start over? Or I should I I, I I hate that decision. I, it's <laughs> so it is the firstest of first world problems. Yeah. But Yes, of course. It drives me crazy. It, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Um our last email comes in from Jared who writes, Hello, Ben and Allies. After 2021, with 2021 wrapping up so soon, I wanted to play a little game I like to call Video Game Stock Watch. You are buying stock in the video game industry. What are you targeting right now? This can be a publisher, a particular studio, or even a franchise. 
Conversely, what hypothetical stock would you sell for 2022? For me right now, I'm buying Xbox stock after the one-two punch of Halo and Forza along with Game Pass. This holiday seems to have a lot of momentum going into next year. So think about it like an investor. Mm. What would you want to invest in? Hmm. I want to invest in Metroid. I, think. I was going to say... Metroid specifically? Yeah, Metroid specifically. Not Nintendo? Like, I don't think you can just buy Metroid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo pisses me off too much, I think, to invest in the whole well, Nintendo. Well, it's not, about, it's not right. about your, like... I, was, yeah. I like the decisions, like, right. what will make me the money? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's I was going to say, I mean, I was going to kind of say Nintendo because, I mean, look, this is, we're, we're pre-Breath of the Wild 2 year, presumably. Yeah. So we got Breath of the Wild 2 coming. We're just about time, we're about, we're about due for a new 3D Mario mainline announcement, right? It's been mm-hmm. a few years since Odyssey now. Didn't get DLC. So I feel like with that one-two punch of, you know, presumably Breath of the Wild 2, then you got maybe a 3D Mario being announced next year. Mm-hmm. You've also got Splatoon 3 coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got maybe the next iteration of the Switch, whatever you want to call it, the Pro, the 4K, whatever. I feel yeah. like next year is, is gearing up to be a pretty intense year for Nintendo um, in, in, a, in a good way. So I think it's got to – I'm really liking the way Nintendo's positioning themselves going into next year. Sure. Uh, in terms of what to sell, this is easy. Activision Blizzard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. I get it out of Man, here. Man, I was I don't not thinking it. that, but that is like the answer. Absolutely. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't want anything yeah. they're selling, either yeah. their games or their, their hor- horrific corporate practices you know, abuse. It just keeps getting worse. It does. It really does. We talked about that on our uh, show today. Today's news tonight. We talked about the latest uh, shit that they're up to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's always something. Um, Jared actually took it from me. I I was going to say Xbox. That's a good Um, one too. I I also think something that the email didn't bring up is we still have big potentials like Starfield, Fable, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the distant future, Elder Scrolls Six, and so I think I think there's a lot kind of going into its corner. I feel like we really haven't gotten to see all of its acquisitions play out yet, but I oh think no, the, the potential I mean, a lot of those are still far away. Is I, there? I would also just like, and not that Nintendo's still my answer, but I'm definitely very uh, keen on keeping an eye on on how PlayStation is going into 2022. Mm-hmm. Not just because I'm looking forward to games like Horizon Forbidden West, but God those Ragnarok. rumors that just well God of War, but also those rumors that just popped up recently. I think from Bloomberg that uh, Sony's working on Project Spartacus. Yeah, their Xbox their Game, Game Pass. Pass competitor, right, right, the right. highest tier of which purportedly gives you access to hundreds of PS1 and eventually PS2 Two and PSP and games. Bring oh, Sign me and up yeah. for Bring that. It. Bring it. Yeah, yeah PS3, I read was a little Nintendo less. Nintendo Switch Online, please. It, they, yeah. It, Nintendo embarrasses themselves. Oh, with Switch yeah, Online, true. I know. That's um, true. Yeah. The other one that I was going to say uh, is, is Final Fantasy. Just because... Square? Not Square specifically. I, 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 I'm, I guess I'm specifically going into franchise. Uh, but... Final Fantasy, not Square as a whole, <laughs> but uh, Final Fantasy because of Endwalker, of course. But really, just like Yoshi P, I, I, I have high hopes for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. They've been doing good. Yeah. Square's been doing good this generation. Have you played uh, First Soldier yet? I haven't downloaded. Oh no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played yet. that. I meant to try it. I want to play Dominani yeah. sometime. Maybe yeah. I keep it. hearing good things about. Uh, not necessarily First Soldier. I'm just curious to try that, but. Uh, I keep hearing good things about Rocket League Sideswipe or something. There's some new Rocket League mobile game that apparently people are really liking. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad about Rocket League because I see why it's – it is so cool um, and obviously very, very popular. But, like, I I never had that, like, oh, I'm addicted to this moment. Mm -hmm. Like, it Mm -hmm. wasn't that. It's like I, I appreciate you from afar. 
sure. Uh, if we're putting money into like a game franchise specifically, I'm putting money in Minecraft. Sure. Here, Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Here, Roblox. Indestructible. Take all yeah. this money. Yeah. Here, yeah. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Here, League. Right. Boom. What? Let's get a risky investment, though. A risky one? Okay. Yeah. What? 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 When are you like not sure, but you have faith? Oh, have faith. Mm. Risky. My wife and I have been watching too much Shark Tank, and so this is this is a very okay. funny question to me. Yes, man. For me, I guess that just comes down. Well, I think I'm, Starfield is risky. Yes, mm-hmm. they've had co- not good track record recently. I guess. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, that might just come down to Square Enix. I I, yeah, yeah. I love Square Enix. I am a Square Enix fan, Squaresoft fan at heart. I love Final Fantasy. I love Kingdom Hearts. I love Nier. I, lo- I, lo- I just love their output. A Nier fan, I see. Yeah, Nier, I, I love Nier Automata. I didn't play as much of the original. I still need to play Replicant, but I loved Automata. And Without giving too much away, if you like Automata, you should absolutely play Replicant. I have heard. Yeah. I know. Um, but, but I think Square is just one of those things where they, as much as I love their output, they will find ways to cut their nose off to spite their face, like the pixel remaster bullshit, mm. <laughs> like stuff like that. But yeah. I also believe in their IPs enough to consider that a worthy investment. Like, you know, FF16, we don't know that a whole, a whole lot about it yet, but Final Fantasy has, has made me much happier than it has sad in general. It's 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 impressed me more than it's disappointed me. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Kingdom Hearts. I love you know it's just Square Enix. Just one of those things where I don't always know that that I'm going to get what I want from them. Mm-hmm. But when I get what I want, it kicks ass, right? So I think for me that kind of risky investment would be Square. That's a good one. I think Dying Light Two would be a, a, a risky one. Yeah. Well. I'm trying to evaluate how risky well, it would be. I think the time the time it's gonna come out. There's the time it's gonna come out. It's suffered well, multiple delays. Yeah. I feel like there's been controversy in sure. development. I really like Dying Light One. Um and I, I hope. I really I'm really excited for Dying Light Two. I hope it turns out. Sonic, that new Sonic game. Sonic, that's what there's, I'm putting. That, that's a the risky, risky investment. Dude. Sonic Frontiers. Sonic right? is the riskiest investment ever. Yeah, you have no idea. So yeah. risky. You know what? <laughs> no Here's good. another one that's just that's that's probably just as risky, but it could be awesome. I know Konami sucks right now, and they suck for a while, but there have been those rumors that there's, like, maybe two oh, yeah. Silent Hill games in development. One of them Don't from a Japanese studio. You're, I know. I know. It hurts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But Silent Hill would be a fun, risky investment. Dude. I feel like every goddamn reaction stream, <laughs> I'm like, this is it. Silent yeah. Hill is going to be here. I walk away brokenhearted. Yeah. Uh, Koei Tecmo is very risky to me. Oh, uh-huh. It's funny because, yes, I see where you're coming from, but... the. In a way, Koei Tecmo is like also very predictable. It's it's both. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you I thought, this is a good one. We thought that in the past about some games. We're like, yeah, they're on a good track. Then they yeah. just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they're kind of like, hey, I am so excited for Stranger of Paradise. Oh my god, yeah. Because like, no matter so, yeah, did you play the demo? I played some of it. I didn't. I didn't love the gameplay. I have That's to be fair. honest. But I love how aggressively stupid the tone yes. of that game mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I actually yeah. really liked the gameplay, but. Okay. Um, I, that game, whether that game is going to be a hot mess, is going to be glorious. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It, it, it's very much like to In me terms of tone anyway. Yeah, to me, it's very much Square Enix is like Shadow the Hedgehog moment, <laughs> where they're just going all in on the just the as <laughs> oh, stupid never, as possible. I don't know if 
was I don't know if Sega was being ironic about it though. I just think like Yuji Naga thought it was cool. No, or I think that's yeah. true. I think, but but here's the thing: Do you think Square is are are they do they truly believe it's cool? Like the tone that's of a question. Do they truly believe well, it? Or it's they know just, it's stupid and it's they're not just playing just Square, into it. It's Team Ninja. It's, it's Team, Team Ninja. Ninja that's true. Which I can't, self, t- I can't. I can't decide. Oh, wild card. I can't decide. They're a wild card. Like no, yeah, I can't either. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I hope they know because it sure seems like it. It does. So I think it's one of those things where either Bullshit. way, it's going to be gloriously stupid yeah. and lovable in that dumb way yeah. where it's like whether they're taking it, taking themselves seriously or not. Like Team Ninja does not get enough credit for how wonderfully stupid. They yeah. Be. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping it's like Metal Gear Rising. With like me too, the end and everything like Nana Machine Son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's like, what I'm hoping so for from that game. Fucking dumb and yeah. like almost fighting an, the president, of the... like almost yeah. an insult to the Metal Gear franchise, like the lineage of Metal yes. Gear. But it in a glory, it's so in a great good way. and in glorious. A, yeah. It like it's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for from that game for sure. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, this was a super fun episode of yeah. Frame Trap. Thank you for joining me and Brad Ash. Dude, thank you for having me. I love doing content with you guys. Yeah. Anytime. We got to get both of you on today's news tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send you guys some DMs and we'll cool. get you on the show. would love to do that. Cool, cool. Yeah, Ash, I, I love talking to you because it's like it's like talking to the other allies and we just slip into gaming totally. talk so easily, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where is the best place that people can find you? So, you can find us, uh, Good Vibes Gaming, you can find us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash gvgofficial. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash gvgaming. We're on Twitch as well, uh, twitch.tv slash officialgvg. Um, we're everywhere, and we're, uh, we're working on growing everywhere. We also have an incredible Discord community, which you can get into by supporting us on Patreon at our lowest tier. Uh, it's just a, a dollar a buy-in, and that's only because that dollar, amazingly, is enough seemingly to deter trolls Good. We have the mm. most amazingly wholesome and wonderful community. We don't put up with any bullshit, no hate speech, no bullying, mm-hmm. none of that. And uh, thankfully, we've been able to build this community of people who feel the exact same way about that. And uh, yeah, you can also find uh, me personally on Twitter, twitter.com slash Ash Paulson. That's just my name, A-S-H-P-A-U-L-S-E-N. I talk a lot about video games and food and dogs and <laughs> video game music. It's awesome. What else is there to talk about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Good Vibes Gaming, we, we're everywhere, and we're, uh, just, like, we just started our second year, our sophomore year, and yeah. we're uh, just trying to grow and do the damn thing and uh, start our second year strong. So nice. that's where you can find us. And, uh, you know, for those of you who enjoyed uh, our content back at Game Explain, we do some of that kind of uh, thing, but with also with our own kind of spin on it. And, yeah. Uh, and we're having a good time just kind of having a little more creative control and doing our own things. But you can find me and Derek and Steve at Good Vibes Gaming now. Nice. Um, thank you to everybody who wrote into Frame Trap. If you would like to write in for the next episode, the email address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Again, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time. <laughs>